My God is my witness. He is broken in half. You are now listening to Bromance Dawn. Here are your hosts, the king of the pirates Noah Delmar and his first mate, pirate hunter Bill Jenkins. Welcome back to the Bromance Dawn podcast. As always, I'm your host, Noah Delmar, with my co-host, Bill Jenkins. Good to be back, guys. And today, we have a very special guest. You know, the clamoring for guests has been there since day one. We've alluded to him. We've brought him up. You all know him and love him. We have Steve the Sauce on the show, finally. Stone Cold Steve. That's right, gentlemen. I'm here. So we got the sauce, and today we have a doozy of an episode. We are going to talk about wrestling. We're uh, big wrestling fans, as we've alluded to. Attitude era wrestling fans. Attitude era. And yeah. we, uh, we've alluded to the fact that we know an even bigger wrestling fan than us. And, and he's here. And that, he's here. That's Steve. Now, I've, I've known Steve probably longer. In fact, I have known him longer than I've known Bill. Uh, Steve and I grew up in the same neighborhood. We, we hung out many, many days playing Grand Theft Auto 3 and pretending to skateboard, playing some pretending basketball. To play football pretending to play football. We, we did all that fun stuff. And in, the then, va- in the vacant lot. In the vacant lot beside my house. At the church, and they kicked us out. Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they would do the terrible and uh, as always, Bill met him in high school, and then we've kind of just continued on into our adult lives. But that brings us to the main topic here of wrestling. So I, I think everyone needs to take a minute and, and really talk about their background. With their background, like, like, well, not, I don't know about the background because that. Like, know, that, how'd you get into it, baby? You know? What is your first solid memory of wrestling? wrestling? Memory? Okay. And let's go with Bill first. Why don't we start with our guest? I thought we could end with the guest. That's oh, okay. kind of the... That's fine. We could build up to it. So I started watching wrestling in the 90s, uh, obviously, because we're 90s kids, as we always mention. And I mostly watched WCW. My family was a strictly WCW household. Uh, my grand- great-grandparents used to go to the uh, wrestling shows at the local fair, And they thought it was real. They were in the era of kayfabe not existing. And my great-grandfather would always talk about how Ric Flair was the dirtiest man in the the world. He hated him. He might not be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) to be fair. Uh, But they didn't understand it was kayfabe. And my parents really bonded with them. So so that's like those days. Who was it? Uh, They were arrested together in the car. And they had... uh, to, to play it up because it was still kayfabe days and there was like a heel and a baby face just hanging out. Was it the Iron Sheik? No. Was it Cheeky Baby? I, I, I don't remember who it was, but they just couldn't break break kayfabe. All right, so so your family was real into it. Yep. So um, we would always watch it like when my great-grandma came over and we were big WCW people. Later in the 90s, I uh, started watching a little bit more WWF and really that's how I got into it. My two favorite wrestlers were always uh, Mankind 
where Cactus Jack is my favorite persona. Foley. Foley. Yeah, Foley in general and Sting. Those are my two favorites. So uh, it's Foley makes a whole lot of sense as a WCW house. <laughs> well, I just meant, I meant one from each company. Okay, okay So Sting okay. was always my favorite. And then when we started watching WWF, that was about the time Foley started getting big. So All right. I liked his dark persona and I liked his hardcore nature. So yeah, we, we, we got into that. I got out of it for a while. And then when we were in college, Andersky and I, the sauce and I, used to uh, get back into it. We watched we watched TNA all the time, and that was when the old guys were showing up in TNA. So we'd split our time between WWE and TNA. We actually went to a minor league baseball field at one point. Yes. Watched a TNA match, or, well, an event, where Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. <laughs> Jeff uh, Hardy? Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy. Earl Hebner looking Earl, sad. Earl Hebner, yes. I'll never forget that. For that. <laughs> Earl I, I, Hebner looking I remember, I remember RVD. It was shortly after he got fired from WWE, or WWF, WWE at the time. Shortly after he got fired from that, that he he showed up at TNA, and he came on there for, I don't know, he, I think he was there for a couple of years. But he was at this specific event. You know, it was like right after he, he switched to <laughs> TNA, right? Yeah, he was probably high at this event, too. He was definitely high. Oh, dude, uh, Mr. Anderson was there, too, right? Mr. Anderson, yeah, and he yeah. sucked ass. He was terrible. Our buddy no, Mike loved Mr. We, Anderson. We watched the match. I'm pretty sure Jeff Hardy. Actually, Jeff Hardy wasn't inebriated completely. What? Yeah, believe he it fought, or not. He fought Angle, didn't yes, he? Yes, that was actually a that good a match. Um, and then after the event, we were walking out. And we were enjoy, you know enjoyed the event. It was fairly cheap to go. Like I said, it was a minor league baseball park, not much notoriety. Um, and, and as we're walking yeah, out, wasn't watching as we're walking yeah, out, the there's thing. really nobody in the concession area or anything. Nobody around us. It's literally me and you walking past Earl Hebner, who this guy was <laughs> at every main event WrestleMania for years. He he main evented every. He was a referee for every main event at WrestleMania for probably fifteen to twenty years. And he's sitting there just looking sad all by himself. Selling Earl Hebner t-shirts that were referee shirts. And I think it said refs are blind or something. You remember I, that? I don't remember what it said, but I just remember it was the like look a on his face. Shirt, I'm like, what, a, what, what happened to this <laughs> guy? What, like, this guy should be worth millions. And he's sitting there that's why I in this little shitty-ass ballpark. You were just so, so like, upset with it. I was because, you know, you, you were watching him on all these events as, as we're growing up, watching these pay-per-views. He's he's the main event referee at every match. They you know they brought him into some storylines, and he's sitting there with this sad that, look if, on if his that face. That doesn't like bring some kind of bleak outlook on life. <laughs> I, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean it can, we all end up like it Earl Hebner. It, it all instant. turns into Earl Hebner. Yeah, I mean you can you can have it all, and you can be Earl Hebner sitting there with a sad ass look on his face. Now, did you, go, did, you, did you did you go to the one at the ice garden, or you didn't go to that one? No, I didn't go to that one. There was one that we went to at the ice garden. That we I got remember to the pictures. Angle, yeah. We got to meet Angle and Foley, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm I also, a big Angle fan. I walked right past him. I also remember gold, the Raw. He won a gold medal with a broken so, neck. Funny story yeah. about that. He's, a, he's, right, about, right. he's about the same age as my dad. And my dad's, my uncle's like best friend pinned him in high school. That was like oh, one of the good. only losses he had. Oh. Yeah. Now, of course, in college, he was like undefeated and like a monster. But in high school, he was still getting it. And I believe, I believe uh, my dad's high school beat Mount Lebo because oh, yeah. my, my uh, dad's friend pinned him. So. Was always would always joke at like family parties when he was there. Hey, Angle's doing TNA. That should be your gimmick. You come and be like, I'm the man that pinned Angle in high school. So, 
All right, you're gonna do so your I'm history. I'm gonna do mine, but yeah, you may have heard it. Uh, the sauce alluded to something we had thrown around uh, before leading up to the podcast, just while we were kind of warming up. Um, as you know, we are a Pittsburgh-based podcast, and we love just about everything Pittsburgh, except for Bill and Kurt Angle for some reason. I like Kurt Angle. I just you like, just you just said you didn't like Kurt. No, Angle. I, I like Angle. I just don't like him as much as Foley. Like Foley's like my wrestling hero. So seeing Foley was like the best thing in the world to me. That's not what it sounds like. Angle was mostly a heel too. Yeah. When, when we were when we were watching, so it was hard but, to really. I mean, yeah, he was the local guy. He was a local hero, but you know, it was hard to get into Angle. He didn't really have a, many many face runs, honestly. Well, there we can get into that. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's anyhow, so, so let, as, let, as, let, as let, you let know, story here. as you know, well, you may not know. I hope you know. Uh, Pittsburgh did take part in probably the greatest football play of all time, the Immaculate Reception. And I wouldn't put probably in there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, greatest play in all go- of history. Google it. Um, if you also, don't know best what it catch is. of the year this year, George Pickens. Sure. One-handed grab. But And they lost that game. Yeah. As, as uh, you may so or may not know, the, the man who caught that football, Franco Harris, uh, passed away last week. Um, just shy of the what, what anniversary 50th was it? Anniversary. The 50th anniversary. Yeah, it's odd. They, they, it was. They were going to retire his number, and you know it. it they it, were retiring his number regardless. But, but we, we're going to take a short, thirty-two seconds pause in remembrance of Franco Harris. Thank you, Franco. Rest in peace. It was a tough loss for all of us. I saw Bradshaw did a pretty nice yeah. uh, tribute, which I was wondering what he would do. Um, so yeah, just, just, just tough times. But back to the wrestling. How did I come into wrestling? I remember when I was young and I got my NES, I had the WWF. Steel Cage Challenge? No, it was before I that. I had the Steel Cage Challenge. Um, I had a wrestling game, and I was usually... Hulk Hogan, who had a devastating leg drop. You were you were definitely a Hulkamaniac. Oh, we'll get more to that later. Oh, there's a lot of things the, we can talk about with your Hulkamania. There was uh, Andre the Giant, but the trick with him was if you were thrown out of the ring, you couldn't get back in. <laughs> Which is funny, because, like, who picked him up? Yeah. He also couldn't go to the top rope. Well, Hogan slammed him that one time. That one time. Saying. He, like, jumped up in the air. But... Yeah, but to throw him out of the ring. And I remember outside of that. So then there were some other, other jabronis in there. But uh, And then Jim Duggan was in there, right? Hacksaw. Hacksaw. Oh, he, like, hacksaw. Like, he, he, would, like, he had this power. He would, like, sprint at you and, and, and hit you. Did he have that? Did he have the 2 Did by 4 the 2 by 4 No, no, oh. no. But that, that's where it started. And there was just a little bit of, of references. I had a cousin who was real into wrestling um, to the point where my, my parents thought it was appropriate to give me the matching bed set. So, like, my blankets were, were wrestling. <laughs> and I think the Legion of Doom, the Macho King. The Macho King. The Macho King. Uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Big Boss Man, the original Big Boss Man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Big Boss Man. Yes, yes. Uh, like, they, they were on it. 
That was he. And, and I before had, before he was dragging the Undertaker's dad's so right, right, yeah, that corpse was, in the coffin. That, that was that was attitude there. That was straight. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get into some of that. Yeah. And then I had the Hulk Hogan pillow buddy, which is actually I believe somewhere in this house. Yeah. Uh, so then, then I kind of got out of it, uh, and then I grew up and I got closer with my cousin again, and this was right around the time of the, the Monday Night Wars, uh, right when the NWO became a thing. So I was a big life. So I was a big WCW guy for a very long time. Fell out of it. And then just through these guys, you know, I've I have i kept up with it enough and and you know, going on the internet and watching things just I know just enough to to, to follow along. I mean to be fair, we had a uh, wrestling themed bachelor party for me. Where That's you were, true. you were a very wonderful NWO Scott Hall, with our uh, good friend Diggy, who was Hulk Hogan, and Sauce and I were Cactus Jack and Stone Cold with our friend West that never broke kayfabe. That's the Undertaker. Honestly, I mean, outside of the size difference, West was the perfect Undertaker. Yeah, well, I mean, West is long in six hair, ten. long black hair, you know, and, and never yeah. broke kayfabe the entire we'll party. To, I mean, we yeah. We'll have yeah. to get Wes on one of these. What are we going to talk about? Well, it could literally be anything yeah. with him. It, it, it about his be. tennis career? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't cater a subject towards Wes. I would, I would just let him go. Just let him talk. Just let him talk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, guys. hey, guys. Hey, guys. You think I could be I, like I a think, decent tennis player? I, I, think I feel like it would be really easy to be a professional tennis player. I thought like, like Wimbledon, like, Wimbledon, 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 Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Just like middle of the pack. Middle of the pack of Wimbledon. I've never touched a tennis racket in my life. Do you even play tennis? So why Mac- would you think that? I think Mac- <laughs> would have just showed up and just punched him in the face right then and there. <laughs> oh, fun, fun for, time. for an excellent story. But, but here, here's, here's a good one. Now that we kind of know Bill and I's history with wrestling here, Sauce, what is your so, wrestling history? Story. I, I wouldn't say it's real extravagant. I mean, it was shortly before King of the Ring 96 um, where Austin really made his turn. And that's – I'm a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. I mean, I, I – yeah, his career was – Cut short, unfortunately, but, you know, on the mic, in the ring, you know, I think he was the greatest of all time. I mean, that's, you know, people argue me up and down with that, but, you know, he, he was... Oh, there'll be plenty he, of time was, for that. He, he was the perfect you, person you, for that you would be You would be wearing the vest if you had Yeah, if I had the vest with me, I'd be wearing it. Um, but, yeah, came in like... Subscribe and maybe that. we can add video. Yeah. Came in <laughs> we'll shortly do, We'll before. do a, a cosplay episode with us in our wrestling costumes. <laughs> You have to wear a bald cap this time, though. Yeah, <laughs> so it came in short. She so came into it shortly before um, that King of the Ring event, and was watching a few maybe months or so leading up to it, watching Raw. And you know, I'm a young kid at this point. You're talking about the and, uh, uh, talk about your songs. Yes, that yeah, one, the Austin three sixteen one. Yeah, where he first. Just for made a, that, just made, for our listeners that, that may not know wrestling as well as we do. Oh no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so you know, leading up to that event. You know, was watching a lot of it and, um, you know, ended up my uncle. Back in the day, you could have somehow a pay-per-view box. Oh, yeah, the, it was, the illegal it was, box. It was, it, was, it, was, it was somehow, yeah, it was an my illegal connection. My one of those. But, yeah, he, the, I remember the being there with my cousin and my uncle and, and watching that King of the Ring. And, um, you know, Jake the Snake was like the big guy at that point, you know, come, you know coming into it. He was kind of the middle of his career or maybe towards the end. Well, really, towards he's the end looked old since like yeah, the, since the 80s. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. What, that's what tons of, <laughs> tons of drinking. Oh, well, yeah. He, he, unfortunately for him, he straightened himself you ever out. Watch, do you ever watch that documentary? The, With uh, Dark, Domino's page? Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the, Dark Side of the Mad or Dark Side of the Ring? Dark Side of the Ring on Vice, yeah. It's really no, 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 not that one. There's an old documentary from the... 
it was in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it chronicled, like, a bunch of stuff. It was, like, Terry Funk, like, wrestling his last match. It was, like, Jake the Snake struggling to, like, keep sober, like, right before oh, yeah. he started the DDP yoga. And they went into the history of the, my favorite match of all time that was in Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, and I was actually at that event. Yeah. But yeah, and that, and that honestly, as far as, as, far as matches go, that probably is my favorite match of all time. Oh, it's great. Because it... It did for, for, things, those of, for those of our listeners who don't know what you're well, talking well, about, which uh, match is this? Yes. This, so this was 1998 King of the Ring. Um, That's why I clarified earlier because there's a lot of great yeah, King of the Ring. Apparently King of the Ring was was something great for WWF. That was a solid, that was a solid pay-per-view. I went back and rewatched yeah. it. That, that, honestly, I mean, you had the main event. That wasn't the, the main, main event. event. No, that well, was well, the no, main event. Say, but but the if you second, look at it, you look, uh, Mankind was in a... Hell in a Cell was it Shawn Michaels the no, year no, before? No, well, no, that was Undertaker created the Hell in a Cell match, or you know that was the lore. That was the first one. right? That was the second. Second. The yeah, first one was the, the year before. Year. He he was in a match with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Great match, and Shawn Michaels is great. He he was one of the best in the ring ever. But Shawn Michaels great in the ring in a normal match. He doesn't lend himself you know, you, to a you, hardcore it, match necessarily. Well, he, he did good in the ladder matches, and I think he was one of the first to ever do a ladder match, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I mean the later yeah. matches, remember in college, we watched the, the two he did back-to-back. It was like the two he did with Shawn Michaels, and then he did two with Triple H. Yeah, well, the, the WrestleManias. Yeah, yeah they the were WrestleMania, all But those were Hell in a Cells, remember? Well, some they, of them were. I think the one the one with Triple H definitely was a Hell in a Cell. I, I think Shawn Michaels the, was Shawn the Michaels special was. referee in that one. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was the one Taker was supposed to lose. Before, that was the mania that we which, thought The Rock was going to lose, and he won. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. That yeah. was uh, that was the uh, New York one, wasn't it? Yeah, MetLife Stadium. No, no, that was the one before it. The year oh, before. Right, it. Right, right, okay, right. so so right. back to ninety eight. Anyhow, yeah. so ninety eight. Yeah, so ninety eight. King of the Ring. Sauce, you're what, like nine years old. Yeah, I was nine years old. I was that Drinking a Steve Weiser. <laughs> Not quite. But yeah, so, so at the event, actually, I think I was, probably was eight. Eight, eight, or, eight, eight or nine. nine. I'm, I'm just but ballparking. Yeah, I, at the event, um, you know, in, in Pittsburgh. Who took you? Did your dad take my you? My mom took me. Your mom yeah, took you? My dad you, didn't yeah. like me. I, I, I thought so. Time. I thought so. But, yeah, so. That's a good so, move, dad. <laughs> so we're at the at the event, and yeah, the, the 98 King of the Ring Hell in a Cell was probably, it's the most infamous Hell in a Cell by far. Like, there's a lot of good Hell in a Cell matches. Well, you, you can't do more. Well, yeah, they tried to. They, you can't it. one-up it. But, I, I mean, mean really, they, they did things. Mick Foley single-handedly did things in that match that Undertaker, he didn't want to. He, he did not want to throw him off the cell. He did not. And the, the, the putting him through the cell, if you watch all the accident. documentaries, yeah. that was accidental. They did not expect that yeah, to oh, happen. Dude, Taker and, thought he killed him. Yeah, well, on the all chair, the, hitting him all, in the head's what really messed him up. Well, yes. But all of the, um, you know, all the all the wrestlers and, and Mick Foley himself will tell you they didn't expect that to happen at all. Like they knew, like he said, well, what if you throw me off the top? Like a few weeks before, and I've watched documentaries on this, interviewing both guys, and Foley was nuts. I mean, even, even even Vince was like, Mick, I don't think yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. Idea. Vince Vince was basically completely against it because he thought he was like the get little seriously girl injured. I kind of like it. I don't want you to die. You yeah, make me a yeah, lot of money. Yeah, that is what I think. That ninety eight King of the Ring, that Hell in the Cell match. 
really is what set the WWF apart from WCW. Oh yeah, like, it was WCW a, tried to do some hardcore things. ECW was always hardcore, and it was oh ECW. It, was, it not, was a whole other animal. It was too niche, though. Y- yeah, they never had any. Sabu. I mean, yeah, Sabu. Sabu. I mean, Ozzy you know, Pennsylvania. Their best guys it, were Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, and the Sandman. Jack when he was there. Uh, for yeah, the brief he time. was there, but he really wasn't. Austin had that brief stint when he, he was did, between. but all he did was cut promos. He never actually he, wrestled. He cut some good promos though. Oh, he great promos, and that's what. Paul Heyman called him in, and that's why he got his yes. start in WWF, because, yeah. you know, Paul Heyman called him in and said, hey, Steve, I just want you to talk. And, you know, Stone Cold's like, okay, if you're going to yeah. pay me to come up there and just bullshit, then sure. So, so, we, so we're, you're witnessing history. And again, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I 1,000% suggest you can see watch this match. Just type in Undertaker, the, uh, Mankind, Hell in a Cell. It's on YouTube. You don't even need to type in King of the Ring 98, nothing. It, you just watch up. it. It is... If you never watch another match and, in your and life, don't turn it off when they take mankind out because it keeps going. Like it, it I, is. I do like that it's in the igloo and you can see all the old igloo signs from from our ancient hockey arena. Like the igloo when they when they finally tore it down to build the uh, what's it PPG lot. now? Well, well, no, PPG? Tear, no, it's across the street. Well, I know. I mean, but, but when they finally brought, uh, gave the Penguins their new arena, uh, the igloo is in rough shape. Oh, but certainly. Yeah. It's funny to look back on it as a Pittsburgher and see the igloo because it was. Yeah, I mean, it was like that, also like sudden death that uh, John Claude Van Damme. That's what made. I was going to say. Where yeah. they, kill, <laughs> they kill Iceberg? Yeah, yeah where they kill Iceberg. I think that was the last time Blasphemy. they opened it. I think that was the last time they opened it. If you're going to kill someone, kill Stilly. It might have been. I, I don't. It, it cost quite a bit to open it. But anyway, so, so, so Sauce, you're, you're at this event, you witness it. You're yeah, prob- I mean, you're probably I, thinking, I, as holy an shit. Kid, I think he's, I'm like crying because I think he died. Right, right, right. It's real. Well, well, I, well, well the, first, well, the first thing was so like at, at the beginning of the match, they never got in the ring. The match right, actually they, they started really, right up. The match actually yeah, didn't Foley start. Yeah, threw the chair up and then called the Undertaker yeah, the, up. the match did not start until they got into the ring, as any other match yeah. starts. Yeah. So he had already been the removed on the stretcher then before they even got yes, to the ring. Yes, exactly. They did not get they, into they the ring. They had called the match. They were about. To, they were. They, they were rate, actually so, like like not not storyline calling the match. They right, were Terry, gonna Terry call Funk, the match. And just old say, ass Terry Funk's like this is too much for me. So like, like this is yeah. Raised, and Terry Funk, if if you've never seen clips of Terry Funk, look up Terry Funk in Japan. Yeah, because oh, no. there were the like Japanese death bar- matches where they're barbed wire bar- bar- explosions. Yeah, Japanese, shards of glass yeah, I mean, just that, everywhere. Yeah, that, that, those things were a whole nother. Now animal. was he involved when Foley lost his ear? Was that Funk? I, yeah, he I think was, it was. He was big Van he Vader. Was an, I, I don't know the whole story Vader. behind that. Foley lost a few. He was teeth. in Japan. Yeah, it was Foley lost Japan. a few teeth in the Hell in a Cell. But I mean, yeah, most of his like physical damage outside of probably CTE and concussions came from Japanese. Well, I, I think one of the funniest parts is when they're bringing the stretcher out, they can't get it out, so they raise the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker's giant <laughs> right. ass on top. Yeah, of yeah, it. yeah. He's standing up on top of it and like. Undertaker's trying to stay kayfabe the whole time. Yeah, just being God bless creepy, him for trying. Just being West, essentially. Basically, he's standing on top, flipping his hair back, you know, doing what the Undertaker does, uh, and, you know, just watching Mick Foley the laying on head. the ground, not moving for about 10 minutes. They finally, you know, they come out, they get him a stretcher, they take him out. He rolls off the stretcher and basically says, F this. I'm going back in. Climbs back and they up to the bring top the, of the cell, cell back to the ground. He climbs back on top of the cell. And from my recollection, 
They didn't get into the ring until he went through no, the cell. No, he, he, he uh, choke slammed him from hell. Yeah, through he the cell. Him. The it chair was, hit which, him like the I head. said, they did knocked not expect that. They did not expect. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, the chair him hitting him. There was a chair laying on top of the cell <laughs> that Foley had brought up there. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Because he's got it. Well, I don't recall if there were thumbtacks in that. No, hold on. Hold no, he on. brings those out later. Yeah. He brings those out later. I thought. Yeah. Like I said, I was there. I was young. So Terry Funk comes in. And he's trying to tend to his Sergeant buddy Slaughter's man. standing there. And yeah, Sergeant yeah, Slaughter's so yeah, there. Yeah, him and uh, what's the other two? Uh, Pat Briscoe and uh, oh, well, maybe not Pat. Pat, Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson yeah. and uh, Gerald Briscoe. Yeah, Briscoe. Yeah, that was uh, McMahon's cronies so, back so, in the day. For whatever reason, Undertaker he jumps through the cell, hangs down, comes down, and he takes no issue with anyone being in the ring except for Terry Funk. Yeah. He chokeslams <laughs> right. Terry right. Funk yeah. out of his shoes. Every, everybody else just like, He's just, like watches. They Terry are like Funk's scattering. None of this. None they of this part is planned. None of it's planned. No, none of it. It's not, l- at that it, point, none of it was. It's hilarious. Like, they they Terry fully Funk like his- that, and that's the thing. Like nowadays, like these big matches, especially like WrestleMania main events and things like that, they're, they're so scripted. That yeah, they know what the heck's gonna happen before it does. Yeah, but like back then, well, I mean, that back was the that day. whole the throwing him off the cell. That was Foley's call. Right, McMahon told him don't do. But, but, but again, what I'm saying is like they used to call matches since, on the fly. Well, That's since, how but, they but also, but since they've learned that Austin like, and Rock happen, were great, at like that. well, you, you so, can't script someone dying. Well, yeah, like like obviously with with Owen Hart, I was actually just watching the uh, Vice. That, that was definitely that. not scripted. Yeah, that was well, that was the WWF. They effed up bad. Yeah, and and you know, God, you know, rest in peace, Owen Hart. Well, rest in peace, Owen Hart. However, you you effed over the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin terribly. He did. I mean, that's, that's not, he did. I mean, I feel bad the guy the guy died, you know, and, and everything. But and I feel terrible the pile for driver, and all right? that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a, a pile driver. He gave him a pile driver, and, and you know, they were even talking about it. Stone Cold will talk about this. You know, they were talking about it before the match, and and he said, you know, when I do this, you're going to be in this position or whatever. And Steve said, well. My head's got to be way above your legs, and he said, "Oh no, no, he's supposed to be like in this position where he was." Well, if you watch that that clip of the pile driver from that match, it was an Intercontinental Title match in '97, maybe '96, '97. It was when Stone Cold was first starting to come up. It was when he was starting to starting yeah, starting to, to get up. a big. He was rise. starting to become. The Stone Cold that we know and love. Yeah, exactly. The anti-authorian. Yeah. Or, uh, the starting, the anti- yeah. I don't know well, that he got... Hey, he we'll, didn't get completely we'll, we'll, to that level yet. We'll get we'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. the Stone Cold. But he, you know, so McMahon Owen... Owen that finger Owen like Powell, this yeah. with like nine knuckles. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the knuckle finger. Yeah, the knuckle fingers. Did, yeah. Uh, but, but he comes off the ropes and Owen's got him... He flips him up to do a pile driver and it wasn't like a tombstone pile driver. This is where... You know, you're holding him like a tombstone pile driver, but you go with your legs straight out, which Owen Hart did, and Austin's head was below his legs, so his head hit the mat first. Well, and that and works it, that it, works with Kane and Undertaker I mean, he's because honestly, they're so tall. Well, no, but if you ever watch them do a, if you ever watch them do a tombstone, that the guy's head is way above the knees. Oh yeah, yeah, and like you I know, said, well, again, that them, works because well, they're with that, oh, yeah, they're going yeah. their knees, mm-hmm. correct. But with this move, no, and that's it's the funny thing it is like, like everybody talks about Owen Hart being such a great in the ring technical wrestler. I think that's just the Hart name. And, and it part is. of it is, but he really was. I mean, he he had 
not only did he have the in the ring and the submission stuff and everything that Bret Hart had, but he had the high flying stuff too. So we'll we'll save well, that he, for he, later. All I'm gonna say is he was not the best Canadian at the submission holds. No, no. Well, well, that's a whole. Bring the wall down. Well, no, no, no. I was he was talking about Crippler Crossface. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other story. We maybe will talk about that. We'll see if we get into that. Breaking the wall. The man of a thousand holds. Well, who knows? That Dean Malenko. That was Dean Malenko. But you know that, and, and the, yeah, the shame of it. You know, it was an accident. I mean, look at look at the D. Lou Brown draws incident. I mean, that's that could have happened. Hey, Austin, just just to play devil's advocate here, didn't didn't Austin fuck some Japanese dude's head up? Probably, yeah. But that's yeah, but no one cares. Really doing the same thing. I don't recall that. Be honest, I, I don't. No I, one remembers that because well it, wasn't, it wasn't Stone Cold. I, I, I think it's it's somewhere, but no, I, I, it's, it's probably sad, you might be right. Like, I honestly I don't. He know. did something similar. I don't know that it was the exact same, but I, don't, I mean, injuries, no, like, accidents happened. happened, but like the fact that I mean, at least from Austin's side of the story, and unfortunately, it could have been, been unfortunately that's the only side of the story we have. But from his side of the story, he was talking to Owen about that particular move before the match. Now, maybe this was in conversation. It was, you know, taken out of context. But you you still got He he said, well, I need to be in this position. They used to call call matches on the fly, too. Sure. Which was better. They had spots. They had spots that they knew they wanted to Well, but that pile driver was going to lead into something. That pile driver was going to have Owen do something, and then that was going to... Austin was going to counter. He's going to hit him with a stunner and pin him. Yeah, because Austin was supposed to win the Intercontinental Title, which he actually did in that match. He so like he he had that pile driver happen. Owen realized something was wrong. He he did it wrong. Whatever. And I don't know if it was Earl Hebner. It was one that might have been Earl Hebner. Probably, probably, probably most likely was. Ninety-eight percent of the time it was Earl yeah. Hebner. But he went over to him, and Austin, from his his experience in the documentaries I've seen and what he's talked about, he basically said, you know. He said, I can't feel anything. He said, I, I, my, my delts are on fire. I can feel that. But outside of that, I can't feel a thing. So Earl's like, well, the, the raft, I think it was Earl. But he said, you know, can you continue the match? And, and he said, well, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to win, blah, 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 whatever. And, uh, and, and he kind of like Owen Hart starts parading around the ring, trying to taunt, whatever, getting the crowd riled up. He kind of backs into where Austin is, and Austin does like a roll up pin and, and very you know, poor ending. Yeah, very terrible ending. But he had match. So but that, that was the, so he was supposed to win the Intercontinental that, title. That's, that's something I think we should mention for our uh, listeners that maybe aren't wrestling fans. I mean, I know there's a large Venn diagram of nerd where if you like video games, you're probably like wrestling. But, you know, just in case you don't know, the refs often help facilitate the match. They're not there to actually referee. It's not like a boxing match. The refs are actually facilitating. They're helping call spots. They're saying, you know, if you get injured, there's some universal signs that wrestlers know. They'll let the ref know. Like, the ref will get down. You'll see them checking on them. It adds to the realism, but it also gives them a fail-safe. It keeps case. everybody safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah it keeps yeah. everyone safe. And and they'll keep the pacing going on. Yeah. Like, if you're and, taking and, too and, long, they'll let you know, like, hey – Get moving, stuff like that. It, sure. it, it's a really cool concept. And the refs are part of the match. I mean, they're they know the outcome. They know what's supposed to happen in the match. And when things go awry, they, can't, they, they definitely do what, can't see though. What's that? The refs are always blind. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> yeah, no. We, we we digress. That's another episode. Jesse James caught that. <laughs> well, ball, I mean, I guess it. we. I mean, we got six. You know, the only, only sauce. Jesse James caught only, that only ball. Only Tom Brady. Has I was that at right. that game, and as soon as I he saw, did he, he did caught that ball. As Even Stone Cold. As, as soon as I saw, now listen here. Stone I was Cold's at the it. game. 
Stone Cold said bullshit. That was a catch. Well, here's the deal. So Sweet. I was I was at the game, and and the rule at the time, you know, based on the way they were calling passes, complete and incomplete. As soon as he caught it and lunged in the same motion and went to the goal line and that ball moved, I, I basically said, I, I looked around everybody and they showed the replay on the, on the big screen in Heinz Field, well, Heinz Field at the time, whatever the hell it's called now. You know, I, I, my dad was there and his buddy was there and a bunch of people around us. There was a freaking New England fan behind us and that guy was a jag off the whole game. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I looked around and I said, they're going to call that incomplete. And they, they looked at me, oh, no, no, no. He crossed the goal line with the ball. And yeah, um, he crossed the goal line with the ball, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, they're going to, I said, that ball moved when it hit the ground. They're going to call it incomplete. <laughs> I said, I think it's a catch. I think everybody in the world thinks that's a catch. We're, we're taking a, we're taking a cue today from our buddies over at the uh, mostly sober podcast. <laughs> Little shout out to those guys. They do a mostly sober beer chug. So uh, we're talking about wrestling. Our buddies over there really like wrestling. So we're giving them a little Thank shout you. out. And, uh, you know, since our guest, yeah, maybe we'll get a link to their, yeah, their podcast. In yeah. There. So the, the wrestling was awesome. Uh, Steve, I know you probably remember this, the uh, janitor, uh, Mr. Bob. Oh, hell yeah. He had the George too. He had the jeans shorts. I, he could have been Stone Cold. Dude, he could have been Austin. He could have. He was he, a Marine. Uh, he was a tough. Are they, are they, dude, my favorite he was, thing. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Cummings. That's Mr. Cummings. Yeah, Mr. Bob for short. Yep. Mr. Bob. He yep. was a tough oh, yeah. SOB. Yeah, so yeah, he was something. Uh, we all went to Catholic school, and there are a bunch of feeder <laughs> Catholic schools in the area. So we had groups. Like when you got to high school, everyone was kind of separated into like who you went to grade school with, and then you kind of co-mingled. There was one school that all the kids essentially. Wore NWO Wolfpack shirts. Shout out to the debt man. But we don't know why. Spoiler alert. I'm still very much in contact with one of them. He's dying to get on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, Did you ever get a reason get why they why they all had NWO Wolfpack shirts for, for, for life. school? Not just why? NWO. Wolfpack. Wolfpack, Wolfpack right, right. Which was the weirder part. Yeah. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Or you might wind up in a body bag. Too sweet. Well, if I'm going to be honest, Come on, my sauce, give us. Well, too I don't sweet, think baby. I don't think we ever finished why I got into wrestling. Well, no, but, well, no, okay, let's keep but, going. So, but, so, so, anyhow, so, he's well, at this event. This, this is this event. his first yeah, yeah. Man's Dog podcast. He doesn't understand that we rant. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm fine with the ranting. I'm yeah, all. You about can ranting. be the guide rails too. You can bring us back. Well, bring us I back just I just want to make sure we stay on somewhat of a point. I'm going to talk about Ocarina of Time. I feel like if you say if you say. If you say that our 97, you know, about, 98, you know, the year before that. The, no, year, 90, the year after that, uh, Majority of Time came out. No, it was before it was either 96 or 97. Well, the year after Ocarina that. Of time was 1998. No shit. 99 was, the best thing about 90 time was Y2J. Y2J, yeah. yeah that was impressive. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> that was Break actually pretty good champagne. Down. You remember drinking the champagne it, in my wedding? It was very good. Okay, yeah. so, so Sauce, you're at this event. Blows well, your I mean, mind. as the match, oh, Terry unfolded. Funk got slammed out of his Terry, shoes. Terry Funk lost his shoes. I think that's where we left so, off. Yeah, so Terry Funk lost his shoes. The match progressed amazingly. Somehow, Mick Foley, Foley, Foley brought out the thumbtacks. He did bring out and the thumbtacks. I don't know why um, Foley. I, I so my I, mom loves wrestling too, and which we, blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy because my mom's like the least violent person ever, yeah, but, but she was, loves wrestling. She Her favorite wrestler is The Rock. For the record, she loves The Rock. Foley always brings the thumbtacks out, and we watched the entire Foley DVD, three hours of his matches. He did not end up using them on someone else one time. 
Not a once. Not a once. Uh, uh, yeah, every time he brought <laughs> out, and he would bring out thumbtacks. It got to the point he, that my mom was watching it. And she was like, Nick, why are you doing that? You know you're just going to get slammed into him. You well, always do. He expected that. But, and also to his credit, now, he went through them, and I can't imagine going through them, and I can't imagine what, what that would do to a person. But he did at least wear a shirt in most of his matches, unlike most of his competitors. So, I saw Edge talking about that. You remember the match they had where he, he uh, speared him through, through the, the fire, fire table? What, what did you, was, that, was that on I YouTube? I sent that to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Edge was saying, Nick was fine because he wears like six layers. He's like, I was running, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going through a flaming table. I don't have a shirt on, and I have long hair. So yeah. I just tucked my head into Foley's big old belly. And just prayed for the best. And he actually got, like, third-degree burns. Yeah, he's, like, sent a bunch of hair off. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been listening to the Click This podcast. And if you don't, go check it check out. Check it like, out. You want to Kevin talk about Kevin Nash. Wait, you want to talk about burns? Oh, Kevin Nash and I have the same birthday. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, 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 hold on, one okay. second. So, Kevin so, Nash and I have the same birthday. It's, it's, it's and Kevin Nash's podcast. Give it a subscribe because you know, I don't know if anyone knows, but he lost his son recently and, and you know, hitting certain levels of this podcast. He was he was a younger guy, too. Uh, 26, like, I think. 26, yeah. Wait, who was this? Uh, Kevin Nash's son died. Like, oh, like, like, like he did like the two months ago. So he did the podcast with him, and then oh, you know the, the request was you know to get enough to get like the, the plaques and things like that. Oh. So go. It give, was his son's son's. So they, they did get the plaque goals. in like a day, but go give it a listen. But what he was saying, he goes, "Dude, wrestling match, the whole it's thing. It's a much better podcast. Like, than this it's one. so disgusting. Like, why do you think I wore pants? Why do you think I wore like elbow pads and like a yeah. shirt? No, he, he did all the time. He had like Vinny, a, a tank top Vegas. on. Yeah, and it was because he didn't want to get like 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 ringworm and stuff. Yeah. Because just how disgusting it was, like in the early days. Then you had guys like Austin out there. Now he did have the knee braces, but that was for a whole other reason. Uh, He just wore the black tights and the boots. That was it. (laughs) So the tax come out. But yeah, the tax come out. uh, I can't remember exactly. He gets slammed on the tax twice. Yeah. And the Undertaker hits him with the uh, but his tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. One. But it was. I mean, it was honestly like for as short. That's a good one. Like the most memorable moments of the match are before the match actually started. But I do recall, and I, I didn't see this live because I didn't really look at the screen. I was watching what was happening. But if you watch the match back, there's a there's a moment where they have a camera panned to Mick as he's laying on the bottom turnbuckle, oh, his tooth all dismembered, his nose, right? and there's a tooth in his nose, yeah, hanging out of his nose. I love that. I man. mean, that is if if that's not tough, I don't know what is. I mean, so that, that guy was one of the that toughest. solidified you as a wrestling fan. Yeah, so, that I mean, well, before I was solidified before that, that was just, you know, I, I, that was I mean, to the that point was a where cool live you know I, I was at. eight years old and especially begged all these years later, to look yeah. back on it, you know, I begged and begged to go to the event and um, well, that's a, that's a cool memory now. Yeah, well, that was honestly like, if you're gonna go to you know, if you were to look back at matches that people remember as, as wrestling fans. You know, some of the big ones are, well, WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan slamming. Slamming Andre. That was Andre the first one I thought of. That's got to be in the top five for most people. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, say, I would say. I uh, mean, at least. I mean, I don't remember. Stone Cold, Stone Cold versus The Rock. Well, Stone Cold versus The Rock many a times. Probably the. The last one. The last one wasn't as good as it should have been. But the sentimental impact of it was. There's, there's a lot of sentimental. And that how, was, how that Rocky, was Rocky didn't you, know you, he was retiring until they were going out. And yeah. He was in the ring. Well, and, and the funny thing about that is, I think Austin said something to the effect, at least I watched one of the documentaries. He was talking about he was going through a divorce, so he didn't remember his vest. So he comes out in like a stone cold T-shirt, which was funny because he always came out in a vest, right. no matter what. 
Well, you near know, the he, end, near the end there, when he was doing like his face front, he was like promoting his t-shirts. Yeah, you well that when too. him and Angle were like hanging out, or is his heel run? My, my bad. Well, I think his heel, heel run, run was after that, though. I don't think he wrestled after. Oh, that, you're but, right, you're right. But that was like that Angle match. Was wearing, like, that that match hand. happened in like 2003. Yeah, it was. And, late. and he kept he kept up with the show until maybe oh five oh six. Yeah, but like, um, like he was the the sheriff for a little while. He's a WCW champion for a little while. I, I, I think I think you brought up a good point here, and something we should probably look into. And I I don't have it pulled up. I have a couple talking points for us to get into here that we may or may not use. But greatest wrestling moments, and I, I think Bill, me and Bill went to the gym earlier today, and we were kind of talking a little bit about this. Yeah. And when you were talking about the uh, Hogan Andre Slam how that might not be so iconic. I mean, obviously picking up Andre is impressive to begin with. The man was probably the scariest wrestler to ever live. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice guy, yeah. but like break kayfabe. The, the dude weighed a bajillion pounds. He was strong as... How he could drink an entire bottle of wine on his own. Well, not, he just, drank, that. Well, not just that. He drank a case of beer. Well, I, I, yeah. watched, I, I watched him hold a can of beer and it was smaller than his hand. Yeah. yeah it was like, it was like, his like hands the, are bigger than mine. It's the equivalent of us drinking like half a pony bottle. Basically. Yeah, yeah, but but but, but the, the symbolism, what that event did to take wrestling to the masses. Like what actually happened wasn't the best, but so when you're defining these things, and I think if we do a Mount Rushmore, yes, it's, I it's think that similar. segues into our Mount Rushmore. It's 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 in your Mount Rushmore. Are you focusing more on who you thought was the best or what they did for well, wrestling? There's as a lot whole? of facets to that. So how about this before coloring any perspectives. Why don't we go reverse order and start with Sauce? Who would be your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? First, first we'll mean, do that in a second. I have Bleacher Reports. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about their list, and then we'll do ours. So we're going we're yeah, to talk do, about do their Bleacher list Reports. first. And then if we have time, we got some other ideas. So Mount Rushmore here. They, they're, they're starting off with Bruno San Martino. Pittsburgh guy. Pittsburgh guy. We should Pittsburgh love guy. him. Italian. Pittsburgh yeah, Italian. Yeah, like Italian. So, I mean, we should love him way more than we do. I mean, they I, love Gabagool. But, yeah, keep going. But, um, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him. I'm going to be honest. I know next to nothing about him I, other I watched, than he was from Pittsburgh. I watched I mean, the documentary I, I about that, him. He had a really, really, really uh, great backstory. His family grew up in Italy, very poor. And I believe it was during uh, the Nazi occupation of... Uh, of Italy. Not yeah. Italy, but well, they never occupied it. They're not occupied it when the Nazis Italy were around. Italy was on their side. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Well, occupied. not occupation, but when the Nazis were around, um, I believe that him and his family had to hide, and they eventually made it to America. And when he made it to America, he was made fun of for being Italian. Because back in that time, you know, people, people were very prejudiced, and uh, especially against immigrants, including Italians. So he got really into weightlifting and working out. And that's how he kind of found his way into wrestling. So there's a really cool documentary on Peacock about it. Check it out. Yeah, so the next one, we're not going to do the order of the images here. We're going to say the order, how they have it written, because I think that lends to better conversation. Sure. Hulk Hogan. Now, I oh, disagree that's... completely with the image. This is the Hollywood Hulkster. I know yeah. I said I was an NWO yeah, yeah. guy. You are a Hulkamaniac. I'm a Hulkamaniac. Well, but if you're a Hulkamaniac, you're a pre-NWO Hulk Hogan. The baby face. You love the baby face. Yeah, you're the say your prayers, eat your vitamins. I think this is a really good time for you to bring up your uh, 
Your weird history of Hulk, Hulk Hogan products that you owned in high school? In high school? No, he's talking about one thing. I had, um, and, and legend has it, he said this, I think, on Hogan Knows Best. He was given the opportunity to be the endorser of the George Foreman grill. It was that or this, like... Wasn't it a pasta maker? I think he had one of those, but he also had a... The uh, mixer. A mixer that yeah. was, like... Actually, I think it would be real popular now. Yeah, probably. Um, but it was, like, a vortex take, mixer, so it had, like, a little blender... Uh, it, it used the power of the water. Oh, not- dude, I had a I had a Hershey a Hershey milk one. It yeah, makes yeah, chocolate yeah. milk perfectly. But but it didn't actually have a blade in it, so it wasn't quite like a real blender. But it would just kind of create a, a Viking. It was like the, the Hulk Hogan Cyclone yeah. mixer or something like that. I think it's at Cherokee's house. Yeah, I was gonna say you 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 used to carry it around with you in high school. Uh, so I, I had that, and that was awesome. But and yeah, the he, pillow buddy. Yeah, oh, the pillow buddy's still here. My son has it. He picks it up and goes, "Let me tell you something, brother." <laughs> Um, so Hulk Hogan is, is on it. I, I do agree with that. I'm, I'm sure when we talk about ours, we'll get into Hogan more. Yeah. Because uh, there's no way three people can do a Mount Rushmore without, without one person having Hogan. Steve Austin. I think you need to watch, watch your tone here. <laughs> I, I think you need You're gonna, he, Someone's going to open a can of whoop ass. <laughs> I, I think you need an attitude Stomps era mud holes in your on, ass, on one of these uh, just because of what, what it does. Uh, well, we only get to pick four people. And remember, you only pick four, so Um so we can talk about if Stone Cold is the right one or not. And then the last one is John Cena. I don't agree at all. I don't think any of us will agree with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, if John's, you're an attitude, if you grew up watching wrestling in the Attitude Era, you completely and utterly despise John Cena. John Cena I'm, wishes I mean, he was Dwayne and, The Rock Johnson. No, I, he, I, well, John Cena, if John Cena were in the Attitude Era, he would have been a middle-of-the-card guy. Although, he Ruthless was fan- Aggression Cena was kind of funny. He was fantastic. Ruthless Aggression Era Cena uh, he was, fantastic was kind of funny sometimes. Oh, yeah, he was great as Peacemaker. You gotta watch Peacemaker. Yeah, I, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's about. I mean, being like, quite honestly, like anything you do. I mean, other than the, the, the little cameo, he just hates and, Cena uh, that much. He the, won't even see him act. The, the little cameo in, in in Daddy's Home or whatever. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg, that's pretty funny. He's he's but, a very funny actor. The guy is is talented. I'll give him that. But I, I just you know. He came in on the backs of so much. Well, I think our problem... You know, by the time he came in, it do, didn't do, matter. Do, do, yeah. By the time he came in, it do, didn't do, matter do, as much. He, he's just fortunate that he had the he, physical he health came in during, to have the career that he had. But he also came in during that ruthless aggression era that was winding down into the PG era. Mm-hmm. And he was the perfect new Hulk Hogan. He was, he, the, he was like he a... Was, watch the blast. No, I, don't, I don't know that I would say the perfect... But he, but he for was, that era, he was a very kid friendly, marketable. That's yeah, in that era, and I think that's, that's why we hate it. But that's when we quit watching wrestling. Yes, yes. I quit. I quit watching it because Agreed. I quit tolerating. We, we, well, we grew up because and, and it was off. It just makes me think like, of high school when so our music teacher would talk about Cena. Do do do. Everyone's everyone's do, 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 do. the loft. Oh, he did. He did at WrestleMania. He did bring out a gospel choir. Remember that? I don't remember that. I don't really care. But no, <laughs> honestly, like, to me, this that list, I, I agree with that list. <laughs> Bruno, Bruno is, I can't speak for Bruno a lot. Well, because, so just give us your list. For me, Austin's one because mm-hmm. if, but with, without Austin, no, I don't think the WWE, WWF, WWE exists. I think WCW wins the Monday Night Wars. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. I think they the NWO you, was you well don't, it, it you is don't WCW. Think, you don't think that they're terrible contracts? 
that that and, and like hemorrhaging or Vince money. Russo. Vince no, Russo I, I think I think I think the ratings go to the point where WWF is not they can't sustain it. So they, the they end up. Guys, I think I think now it takes longer. The big there, guys. There was, there was, I, I know there was. So a time. you're saying you're saying essentially the opposite happens. The WWF guys jump ship to WCW. Well, well WCW sure, exactly. was winning. So you, they you, say, you, you now here's the thing. Everybody the wants NWO to talk about. Was so big. Everyone wants to talk about. Everyone wants yeah. to talk about the contracts. Well, that's Turner Networks. They had a crap load of money. So they could have paid whatever the hell they wanted again, to anybody. Again, again, for anyone who doesn't know, it was when, more so Vince, well, on, Vince on, Russo's terrible book. Well, well that, that also happened towards the end. But some of the problems were it. some of the, the, the when Hogan. Oh, Hogan Nash, also. You mean we'll, we'll, we'll Hogan, Hogan's terrible booking, to be honest. Yeah, well, so when, when Hogan, Nash, uh, and um, Hall all, all jumped ship over to. Yes. Well, I formed the NWO. And X Pac And X, well, he eventually came. Mm-hmm. But they had. In their contracts, that when you know, we'd bring someone with more money, we get yeah, more the money. Yeah. But people and, always, Floss is right. People always talk about that, but it wasn't WCW footing the bill. It was Turner, and they yeah, Turner and could like pay they the money. didn't care. Not that they didn't care if they made money, but they wanted to be the biggest game in town. And while it was competitive, you know, during during the Monday Night Wars, when WCW they beat WWF, I think it was like eighty something straight weeks. Yeah. Until. The Austin McMahon you stuff remember, started you remember to that happen. One time they spoiled. They had that because well, yeah, Raw, yeah, yeah, because Raw was, Eric Raw Bischoff Raw used to be taped on like and Sunday Bischoff nights. Spoiled the results and, and, of the main and event. Bischoff would just come out and read the card and say, "Oh, this happened. This happened. This happened." Just so you don't so, have to flip yeah, back. So you, <laughs> you don't have to switch over on Monday do you, nights. Do you remember those days? Like because I remember. Well, oh, for sure. My dad used yeah, to do that I used to do the same thing because you'd be watching. What a guy! You'd be watching Goldberg like from okay from eight to nine. I'd watch. Nitro, yeah, every Monday. Stacy Keebler. But uh, well, she would WWF, but well, she uh, had to after they got bought out. Yeah, but well, yeah, eventually. But um, no, I mean, if you didn't have the okay, if you didn't have the beer truck, if you didn't have the Zamboni, Zambo- uh, if you didn't have all the, the vehicles truck, that they footed the bill yeah, exactly. If you didn't have the monster it. truck, if you didn't have the, the cement, cement truck, truck yes, yeah. exactly. I was just getting there. If you didn't have all those events take place, or like even further on when they started to actually win the Monday nights, you had Austin and The Rock, and those two were you had to when see them. Th- when The Rock threw the title off the bridge. Well, when, yeah, when The Rock threw Austin off belt. the bridge and the title, I, I was a kid, so I'm watching. Blew, I'm like, blew. I think Austin died. They brought the next week. They brought out. They had like a funeral for Austin and all this stuff. <laughs> did they? Did they? Did they like kill Austin more than once? Or was that was that he drove uh, under McMahon's limo with the monster truck and they thought they he killed McMahon? Is that I don't the, know. But that there, the there was a time. Do you remember later on? It was after they were winning the Monday Night Wars, but later on there was after uh, Austin. So Austin had the neck issues, so they had to figure out a plan for him to go away for six months to get that fixed. Oh, and they fired. So him? they had they, they had him? Rikishi run him down with the limo. Oh, I did it for the rock. Yeah. So, <laughs> you remember that clip? Yes. I did it. So they had they had Rikishi running down with the limo, and then He's they the they, dad, they right? blamed yeah. it on they blamed it on Triple H initially somehow. Paul, Paul. and then Austin, yeah, and then Austin, uh, yeah, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> and then Austin like came back in a match, and he had like a industrial forklift lifted him up in this yeah. Lincoln, yeah, like 30, 30, 40 yeah. feet in the air, and just flipped the Lincoln over on its hood. Like you don't see that kind of crap anymore, you know. Well, but that was that was musty TV. So if you didn't watch that at the time, we don't wrestling is isn't what it is yeah, right now. I agree. So that's why I I mean 
That's why I like honestly. That's it's why not I so much AEW the career right of now. Austin. The career of Austin was way too short. It was way, way, way too short. And even this little match he had with Kevin Owens, I watched it because I'm a huge fan, and it, it well, actually wasn't. It, together. it actually wasn't that bad. No, you but, still, you, you know, still you can't entertain the crowd. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was entertaining as hell. But you know, I, I mean, do, do I wish the guy was back in his thirties? Hell yeah. I mean, give me a to, hell to, yeah. To, yeah, paraphrase Austin. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. Talking about Austin, but, I think, but okay, I think, so I think, that's he's my to, to me. I think we gotta do a cheers for Stone Cold. Yeah, of course, for, for sure. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so we know the sauce's first member of his Mount Rushmore. Who else? And then next, in? I would definitely put Hogan, just because of the the era and and everything he did in the, in the eighties before before I really watched. You know, yeah, he went over WCW, but you know, he he was he was great. He was great in the ring, great on the mic. You know, to me, to get on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, you know, these guys with managers, you can't have that. I mean, it's just. You got to be good on both. You got to be great in the ring, physical talent, and you know energize the crowd. Like when you hear that that NWO theme song, when you hear that, that you know, static, I'm a real American. The static kicks, and I'm yeah, a real American. I mean, you see the crowd pops, and it's just you got to get a crowd pop. Dude, they want they want them 24 inch pythons. Yes, yeah, they well 26, I think. At uh-huh. one point, they might be 20. They might be like 13 by now, but. You know, I, I mean, you got to get the crowd pops to be on the Mount Rushmore. You know, so yeah, to me, Austin Hogan, third, I I would put Mick Foley up there, because without Mick Foley, Sauce's Rushmore is basically the Attitude Era. Yeah, well, no, Hogan, Hogan wasn't. Hogan wasn't really Attitude Era. But Hogan, Hogan wasn't Attitude Hogan, Era. Hogan he was transcended that time in the NWO. Eras. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a good hallmark. Yeah, I mean, to me, and, and Foley wasn't necessarily Attitude Era. I mean, Mick Foley was around before Austin. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, is, is Foley getting in there more because of the... My love for him? No, nobody cares what No, I don't really care. Was, was it how kidding. he elevated the game? He to took that. things to an extreme. Like, like I think, okay, so between Austin and his, and his antics with McMahon, and then also the Mankind Undertaker feud that was going on at the same time in that Attitude Era... You know, you like to me that that era, you know, that '90s era, really made wrestling what it is today, which sucks to be honest. But at least they're getting back now to more. You know, they say they're going to PG-13. Hopefully, they'll get more. And I'm not saying they need to go to like full like sable clear bikini type crap, but the mud wrestling. Yeah, yeah they don't need wrestling. to go to that kind of stuff. But they need to get a little more, you know, PG-13 rated than they are now. I mean, it's. You know, now it's a bunch of five and six years old kids watching this thing, thinking it's. I was in an event, you know, I don't know, eight nine years ago at a RAW in Pittsburgh, and and you know we were sitting there watching the event, and it was you know post Austin, post everybody. Cena was whatever he was at that point, and we're watching a match, and the guy flies off the top rope and literally did not even hit the opponent. And the guy flies down like he just got hit. Like, like they did not touch him. You could obviously see he didn't touch him. Yeah, they're not. And, and the way you know, me and the guys sitting even around. The camera me, cuts are bad. The me and the guys sitting around me were like, he didn't even mean, hit him. And well, the lady like, like behind the me selling a stunner. <laughs> but the lady the rock be, selling like, a stunner is fantastic. The lady always. behind me. <laughs> he would always be like his whole body would j- the, be jumping. You know, so at this event, the lady behind me after that happened, like we're like, he didn't even hit him. And the lady behind behind us goes. Like oh like like she like like shushed me and my my buddy that were sitting next to me, 
she like shushed us and he said and said this five or six year old kid next to her, oh, he thinks it's real. I'm like, lady, it ain't freaking Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> what the hell do you well, want? On, like, Foss, this you're is spoiling awful. everything. It's a Christmas season. After you, but, you okay, saying okay, Santa so, is real. So wrestling who, is fake. Santa is real. Santa yeah. is real. That's what and he's saying. Anyway, back to the point, Sauce. What but, is your? But, who's your fourth? Uh, all right. So yeah, I got Austin Hogan, Mick Foley, and The Rock. I'd say okay. The Rock. All I mean, right. he's got to be up there. Right. I mean, you know, not just like the acting career is, is what it is. He's actually been pretty successful and pretty good in that for the most part. Our team bring it sponsorship over but, there. I mean, when we were watching the uh, NFC Championship last year, was it the NFC Championship? Yeah. yeah. And he came out. Oh, no, that's the Super Bowl. We were watching the Super Bowl. No, no. Well, he, he, I don't. He did the intro for the Super Bowl. He, it was in LA. Remember? And, and I just remember yeah, sitting me, there. You, me, you, and, and Diggy were all so excited. Like, we're that. sitting there watching it, and I just go, finally. And he, three seconds later, finally, finally the, the Rock has, has come, come back, back to LA. And it was, it was, Two hopes it was the Super Bowl. Like, like, come on. You're, you're, you're mixing WWF. With the biggest oh, so sports mean, franchise so in the world. Doesn't he so own you mean the XFL? XFL? Doesn't Not, he own the XFL? I don't know. He does. But, but if he did, he made a shitload of money for the NFL that Him night. and Danny Garcia, his ex-wife, bought it. That's what I From McMahon, which had to kill Vince. Yeah. Because actually, the, the new revised XFL wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, to, you know, I, I, I know it's, it seems biased. That, yeah, I'm putting a lot of Attitude Era That's guys fine. up there. But it's like, your list, in, in my it, Yeah, it is my list. And in my opinion... You know, that's like, okay, you had back in the before, prior to that, you had the territories, which were, you know, the Northeast, which was well, basically the WWF. Sauce. You're going to be stepping on our toes with the territory thing because we're going to bring that I mean, up. if you want to bring territories into it, fine. But prior, you know, the territories right. were, were fine, but well, there's think, not, there's not Hogan, a whole lot to me. There's not a whole lot We talked about this earlier, and Noah will probably touch on this in his list. There were some guys that brought that together. So, that's a good segue. Now, what is your Mount Rushmore? Yeah, so, as I said, Bill and I were talking a little bit about this earlier today. And on the topic of what does it take to get into Mount Rushmore, I agree with Steve Lasauce on that it, 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 you need to be a whole picture kind of guy. You need to be a good in-ring wrestler as well as Well, and I think, that's, I think that's what makes it an interesting debate because but, different people wait – in-ring talent versus mic skills but in different ways. I think one more element needs to be added, and it is what did you add to wrestling? What did you do to bring it a step forward? Agreed. I, I agree with that completely. And weighs heavily on my list and makes it a little bit different. So we're going to start with Andre the Giant. I think that's probably the most controversial pick on your list. I don't know. I think if we would look more, I think Andre would would be bigger. I've watched. I, I, I do think Andre shows up on a lot of people's lists. I've watched a lot of for documentaries. the reasons that we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's 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 mainly Andre was the first wrestling superstar to really transcend the sport. Right, and this is back in the territory era where he would. Pretty much, he could go bounce around. Then he anywhere. could bounce wherever yeah. he wanted. Everybody wanted this massive French guy. He was just such a lovable guy. He yeah, was a good person. He was like he was like the he was nicest good guy ever. Person. Uh, he loved Schwarzenegger his fans. tells a story one time. They all went out, and you know they got their drinks, and he goes, "I'm gonna pay," and Arnold's like, "No, I'm I'm gonna pay." Like, don't do that. Schwarzenegger's trying to be all you know. I'm the biggest buffest man alive, and. 
He did have bigger pythons than Jesse the Bunny Ventura. He did. But Andre just picks Arnold up by, like, the shoulders and just just moves him like a toy, (laughs) which is completely believable. And I know Arnold tells a lot of stories that never happened. He's a a big story guy. Arnold's a showman. Right. Arnold would have been a great pro wrestler, to be honest. He he would have. Um, But he he says, but I believe it about Andre. He was just such a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, He was probably the guy that would sign everybody's autograph. Also, imagine... Super jacked Mr. Olympia Arnold being picked up by someone. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I said, so my first member is Arnold. No, not Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. If only. Arnold. Put Arnold well, it's Andre the Giant. Sure. And, and I, I think it, it, it goes to that last element of he was the he first was the Princess Bride. major superstar. He was one of the first wrestlers to be in a mainstream in a, in a movie. movie. He was that central act that, that anybody could get behind. And he was integral to bringing wrestling to the masses. It was finally somebody everybody could get behind. And, you know, interestingly enough, he was he played a big part in The Rock's development. Yes. Because Rock hung out with all those guys because his grandparents, you know, his grandfather passed away after he wrestled, but his grandma ran a promotion, and he knew all those guys, like Iron Sheik, Macho Man. Because, like you said, they bounced around territories, but he was really close to Andre. And I, I do believe that Andre taught him a lot about the business, and... That was part of the reason why The Rock became the person he is. Probably to stay humble. Yeah. And honestly, like, we don't know The Rock personally, but he seems like a down-to-earth kind of humble guy despite the immense fame and wealth that he has. So my next member, we're going to go with Hulk Hogan as well. And it's going to be because... Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Well, well, that that goes into it too, but what he did next. So Andre kind of... Greatest heel turn of all time. uh, Well, we're going to get into all All of that. I'm but, excited for NWO. <laughs> but Hogan kind of took it to the next level. He was the next superstar. And it could have been him or the Macho Man. If you watch it, I mean, I, I think both of them had it. I personally am a bigger Macho Man I fan. like the Macho Man's character better. Be a man, Hogan. Uh, but Bonesaw. I got, I, just my, th- I got myself a rolling Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I just think of him in Spider-Man. Bonesaw says, I got you for three minutes, freak. If I thought I thought we were talking about Hogan. Mm. I got um, but he was the next one, so like Andre kind of passed the torch to him during that that iconic moment, which was like finally like the first super televised. Everybody's watching it, and it, Hogan helped carry wrestling as that persona, as that clean. Uh, um, everybody loves America. You know his feuds with the Iron Sheik. Who was the uh, Who was the Russian guy who used to fight? Uh, Victor Koloff. Victor Koloff. Yeah. Yeah. You know he was like he was America. Yes. And everybody- well, and he did that when the Sheik became an Iranian sympathizer. And then Sergeant Slaughter also became like an yeah, Iranian. Was that, that was, was weird. Like a G.I. Joe American hero. They were like, let's make him an Iranian sympathizer. But 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 Hogan was 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 that guy. He Well, that was when Andre's career was, was, Andre was he wasn't doing very well health wise. He knew he didn't yeah. have a lot a time left. So, so that's he what he the wanted to do, on. yes. Hogan took wrestling to the next level. And then when he jumped ship from WWF, and who on earth up to that point would think he could ever do a heel turn? The greatest heel turn of all time. You know, the outsiders are in causing havoc, and here comes Hogan Hulk to save Hogan. the day. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And what does he do? He just plays along, spray paint, comes out, yes. and the NWO is born. Without the NWO, you probably don't get Austin the way he was. You, without the Monday Night Wars, 
I don't know that WWF gives the product they did to eventually be the WWE. Well, they become they become essentially what they are today. They become yeah, I was gonna say they essentially become the WWE of now, where AEW is a competitor. They're getting there, but they're never gonna be at that level that WCW is. They're too niche. So well, the yeah, point. they just they don't have the money. They don't have yeah. the backing. I mean, the, the, the thing about WCW is they had the capital. Yeah. So they could take. I mean, they took every superstar they could. They took what you're looking at. They took Hogan, Razor Ramon, uh, Virgil. Diesel, <laughs> Virgil, my good friend Virgil, <laughs> yeah. Macho Man, the meat I mean, sauce, the meat sauce. You know, I, I mean, it, the, you can you can, go, you can you can go on and yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you can go Ted on. Ted DiBiase Junior. They, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they took what they took probably a dozen or so, like pretty much, and added everyone later to the main card wrestlers from everyone but Sting. Who eventually joined the Wolfpack? The Wolfpack, yes. Hogan, oh, Sting, Hogan, Hogan Sting, wouldn't have been Wolfpack. Sting was like would not go to WWF for the longest time. No, and then when like, he did, Seth Rollins fucked up his neck. Yeah, well, although I love Seth Rollins, that sucks. You love Sting more. I actually I do love Sting uh, more. You know, and I watch very little wrestling today. I, I I'll admit, I just I can't stomach it because first of all, Raw is three hours long. Who can it's, sit for three hours? It's, to it's watch way Raw? too long. You know, I mean, they, they they just they have a lot of people. You know they have a lot of superstars. They have, talent. They have more talent than they. Yeah, ever I wouldn't have. even. Yeah, they, they should. They should quit calling them superstars because they're, they're just wrestlers. No, and they keep have, releasing everybody ones, left and right. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Trying one. Making the comeback. He's one that could have survived in the Attitude Era. I look at some of the guys that they try to mainstream now, like Roman Reigns. Pretty good in the ring. I mean, not, not many I arguments like the tribal there. Chief. But what's that? I like the Tribal Chief. I mean, he's good he's in the ring. Deal. He's just but that's okay. why his okay. is his like mouth I always, I, and I hate to do this, and I mean, which you don't see anymore. To be fair, you don't see a lot of managers. Like you don't see a yeah. Bobby the Brain. He human. needs a he manager, is. though. He but absolutely you don't see needs humans. a manager. You don't see yeah. Jimmy but even Hart, even the mouth, even mouth in South, even you know? even in the WWF like Attitude Era days, you didn't see much of that. Mister Fuji. I mean, you had you oh, had. You're right. You had Paul that Heyman. A, that was the eighties thing. But you had Paul Heyman managing, or not Paul Heyman. See, a Paul Bear. Paul Bear yeah. and the Undertaker. You had you had him managing the Undertaker, oh, yeah. which, which was which was hilarious. But you had him managing the Undertaker, who really didn't need a manager. I mean, the Undertaker was no, but he did. He did. He did in the, the moments Many where he times. wasn't supposed to talk. Well, yes, you're right because he had to play that kayfabe character. But even when, when he turned to the dead It was man, me, Austin. It was me the whole time. Yeah. That's why That's I your brother. That's your brother, Kane. It has to be Kane. That's <laughs> one of my favorite. Like, even Dr. Isaac some Yankum. Of, some of the best JR lines of all time. <laughs> I, uh, that, that has to be Kane. Actually, to be fair, we forgot the greatest JR line of all time when we were talking about the best match. My God is my witness. He's, He's broken, broken in half. half. <laughs> Well, anyway, no, I, I actually I didn't I didn't hear that because I was at the event. So the yeah. next you number four, no, number three. Oh, number three. We think got to three. <laughs> Rick Flair. Could be a long podcast. Oh yeah, Rick yeah, Flair. Nature Boy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Who I think is my favorite heel yeah. of all time. You can't argue much there. It, the longevity. Yeah. I mean, I know at the yeah. end he should have stopped and it's, it's tarnishing it, but just from start to finish, if you needed a guy to get a little bit of color, I mean, he he's he's got some color before he gets to the ring. The man bleeds. Yeah, when you the look man at bleeds him. on impact. Yeah. Uh, just razor blade in this. Yeah. And then oh, he, always, always that. His the, forehead has to be so hair. damn scarred now. And that, that, that white hair would just. Woo! Uh, I, I put Ric Flair in there just, again, because of he's. He is having a pretty good feud with Mark Madden right now, but outside yes. of that. Oh, they used to be such good friends. They, well, they were. 
Uh, the Double M. Shout out to Double M. Double M. Hey, you know what? Super genius. Don't ever call into his show because if you are, you're an idiot. Wes calls Mark does, Madden. Does he call Mark Madden? Yes, Wes has been on the show. I, I'm sure I've listened to a few of his, like, Mark Madden basically hanging up on him because he's Just Wes rambling about, about football. <laughs> now, Mark, do you Wait, think football I could play or something? Mark, do you think I could play football. professional tennis? American football? Yeah, Wes uh, loves football. Well, like, that's big... fine. No, no, no. I'm just saying, if you call in to Mark Madden's show and you don't, and you don't know your soccer... That guy will rip you in. Oh, that's one. true. What would Wes know that about boy, soccer? He, that man loves soccer. About, about as much as tennis. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, so he's number, number four. Number four, The Rock. Yeah. yeah For similar be, reasons. I, 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 I think he is the, the biggest superstar that the WWE has had in a long time. And, and everything that he does, even though he hasn't really been in for a long time. Um, if he comes back, like if he if there's an announcement that Rock is coming back, I will watch. Yeah, I, I'm just everything he I does. You know, he he still okay. kind of keeps even though he has the tattoo covered up, he still lets the Brahma Bull go. He references the fact that he was in the wrestling. The Young Rock is all about Young the, Rock's great. If you watch, uh, Young yeah, Rock, it's a good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of pulling show. that curtain back, but it's it's keeping wrestling relevant. Actually, He's Hogan never, was on the late, on the newest season. And he is fantastic. It's Hogan and Cindy Lauper together. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great. Good. That's really got to be good. a great episode. Actually, Cindy Lauper should Hogan? be up there. No, no, of course not. It, it, as far as as far they as have like, all the, they have all the old guys because right, it's the different right. eras of him. So they have they have a Stone Cold on there. The guy that plays Stone Cold's really good. Uh, they have Mankind. They have Austin. He's the same guy. He's not that much older. No, and well, he doesn't look any different. He really doesn't. No, no. I mean, he came in and fought at Kevin Owens. He looks a little older, but not that bad. Um, but, you know, just for all of that, and he's just shown how you can transition out and be stupidly successful. Yeah, because wrestlers I mean, at I mean, the end of the Hogan day tried are good it. actors. I mean, Hogan, well. Hogan tried it with, what, Suburban Commando. Yeah. Mr. Nanny? Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny, what was... Uh, three Ninjas 3. Three Ninjas 3, the worst Three Ninjas the movie. Fair, the, uh, what was that, the one where he was the Tooth Fairy? The Tooth Fairy. Oh, no, that rock. was The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, so The Rock started... And Vin Diesel. Which actually is another crossover when they ended up in Fast and the Furious. Oh, they together. hate each other? Yeah, they hate yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, well, now. I don't blame them. Um, but yes, yeah, so I put The Rock just because he's kind of taking it to that next level. And without him, I, I don't know that you have... So he wasn't good enough for the NFL, but he's on the Mount well, Rushmore. Injuries, wrestling. right? Was yeah, he injuries? Messed, well, yeah, he, he didn't start. Knees. He was a DN for Miami. He, yeah, he won a championship with Miami, but he barely Mike played. Mike Orvin. And then he ended up, he didn't make the NFL. He played in the CFL for a bit. So that's the thing. Like, I think he's like, done all right. Some of the guys, no, some of the nobody's guys mentioned Brock Lesnar. Lesnar played in the NFL. Which, well, he would, I, would, I wouldn't put him in my Mount I Rushmore. I, I definitely wouldn't put him in my Mount Rushmore. However. You're saying honorable mention? Well, and I'm not saying, I'm not even saying honorable mention. I'm just, you know, he, he's one that. If he you has put transcended. It, if you put him in the 80s with the manager era. See, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you got almost like. You got to identify eras like 80s. Yes, 80s managers, regardless of how good you were in the mic, like they had Jimmy Hart. What's that? Jimmy Hart. I mean, yeah, well, Jimmy Hart. You know, guys like that. Ted DiBiase. I mean, you know, there there were guys. But at the same time, the manager didn't do all the talking. You kind of played. No, no, no. You still had a character, and you played that character. Like even Austin, when he first came in, he came into the WWF as the ringmaster. Uh, Cornette. Everyone everyone hates Cornette now, but Cornette back in the day. Um, oh, Jim Cornette? Yeah, oh, Cornette no, no, a, I love Jim Cornette. I mean, he, he, he tells it out. I, I, I don't hate I mean, yeah, he's kind of turned on WWF because they turned on him, but I don't mm-hmm. blame him. I mean, you know, he, he put his heart and soul into that business. I mean, yeah, he came from the territory down in Memphis or whatever. The guy knows wrestling. I mean, he, he's one that he knew wrestling in and out. 
you know. Well, I mean, hell, you got to put an honorable mention up there for uh, the man in the moon. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Oh, Andy yeah, Kaufman, sure, yeah. yeah. But his, he feuded with... Uh, Mr. T, uh, dude. Jerry. Jerry King yeah, Jerry King oh, that, yeah. that put wrestling on the Hold map. On. All right, so we'll make my top four short so we can get to our last topic here. Um, I agree with all three of yours, Noah. The one I would change out is Andre. I would probably put Stone Cold above Andre. Um, that might be personal preference. I mean, Ric Flair is one of my favorite wrestlers of all You're time. Put Mick Foley up there? No, I love Foley. He's my personal favorite wrestler, but I'm taking him. I'm taking the bias out. Same thing with Sting. Like I love Sting for what he did for his shtick. But what did Sting do to transcend the business? That's why I my would put fav- Stone Cold. My in list there. of favorite my, my wrestlers. Reasons, now, now would maybe be I different have to. than my Mount Rushmore. Agreed. Now, now and my, that's why I would it, say same as yours: Hogan, Flair, The Rock, and Stone Cold. No, I, 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 I don't think Mankind is or Mick Foley is one of my favorite. Like, the, the he's, reason, he's the reason, I, maybe I have to defend my my decision to put him in Mount Rushmore, but the reason I put him in there is, you know, a lot of the time, you know, people still, if you say WWE comes out and say, oh, there's a hardcore match at ten o'clock, they on think Raw. they think of Foley. Well, not just that, but if there's a, there's a hardcore, I'm going to watch because I'm oh, going to yeah. watch Trash Can. I don't care who the two wrestlers are yeah. for the most part. I mean, yeah, there's there's plenty of hardcore match, hardcore Hollywood god awful but, dreamer but yeah dreamer Samu, i mean sam Sammy. yeah there was a lot of ecw guys that were just they, they were good with those Dudley types boys. of matches but they were not good in anything else was Al Snow mm-hmm. one of them but but mankind foley, mick foley was good foley was good on the he mic. was great he was great on the mic foley did some great comedic bits like yeah the, uh, the sure. rock the, the, the soccer mr soccer when he came he first the, rock and the, the, the first you know he first introduced mr Sacco. When, that was the Van same hospital time, scene. but the, yes, that was the Vince Hospital scene. The same time Austin hit him with the bedpan. Yeah, which like this, these are the kind of bits that I'm talking about. Where like the reason I put Austin, in my, like, <laughs> I, like I said, Austin had a very short career. He did, but you know my defense of him on the Mount Rushmore the memorable is, moments the is memorable moments for sure, but moments that made you tune in. Yeah, you know they, they're not just like you got to consider it that way. Like if he wasn't there during the Attitude Era. We we probably be watching WCW all right now. Yeah, which would probably be terrible. Yeah. Russo, Russo would be. I mean, WWE WWE is terrible. I mean, yeah. ever since they took the F out, it's been pretty, well freaking awful. So, but I would say like uh, like the World Wildlife Foundation. Flair, of course, because he like you said, he transcended eras. Flair has been relevant from the seventies onward. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Hogan, like you said, brought wrestling to the mainstream. Took over the torch from Andre, which is why I would put him there. Because I think he brought wrestling hand in hand. He with was in you know, that eighties era where it yes. became relevant. Yeah. So he he put in the Long effort just... needed to bring wrestling to the mainstream and carry the torch from Andre. Obviously, like we said, The Rock. The Rock is just great on the mic. The Rock had some of the best promos of all time. If you think yeah. about a I mean, wrestling just, just moment, not just promos but catchphrases. Well, that too. Yeah, like, if you smell his ad living, his ad living was legendary. It's just I mean, the rock, the rock basically had a show on the WWE still has named after him. Yeah. Smackdown. Named after, yeah, SmackDown. I mean, that, uh-huh. that is, I'm going to lay the SmackDown. I'm gonna that lay is the named Smackdown after the rock. On your jabroni ass. Mm-hmm. You think about your top moments. Uh, Stone Cold had great moments with the rock. Triple H had great moments with the rock. It all comes back Hogan to had the rock. A good Hogan had that great match. Even today's era, that match was Cena, the first one. Yeah. Fantastic. Sure. Great match. I, I don't really put that in my top whatever matches. But no, but I mean, for the era, that yeah. was one of the best matches. Like, if you are if you started watching wrestling the last five years, then yeah. It sure. was the big 
moment. It was like our moment of seeing how I, I just the rock. I, I just can't put Cena in anything relevant. I mean, no, I, 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 just, I, I just can't. I can't stand a guy, honestly. Well, and like yeah. I said, and, I, not, and it's nothing against him personally. It's what they try. Like, like I said, if you put him in a different era, if you put him in pre-attitude era, I don't think he's a top card guy. He was the biggest star of the time. Of the time, yeah, yeah. but the time sucked. Yeah, okay. I mean, like they had nothing. I mean, you can that, only that, that, polish your turd so much. Well, well it, yeah, and I mean, so, you dress so like a pig is still my, a pig. My fourth, I agree with Sauce about Stone Cold. I think Stone Cold really. You forget how big Stone Cold was. Well, you forget how big he was in, in his in, merchandise soul. So, so like if he was you put, the anti-authoritarian. Yeah. If you just if like you just guy. if you didn't have the Rock, if you just you couldn't had, go flip your boss off. But yeah, Stone Cold if, if was you if his you boss just off. had Austin in the Attitude Era, I think WWF still is what it is today yeah. for the most part. But if you just had the Rock, I don't know. I yeah. mean, unless they put him in that role, yeah. Like, they could have put anybody in that role, but Austin was the perfect person for that role. Yeah. And he's the reason that that, that continued. Because you had to tune in to see, oh, what's Austin going to do to McMahon this week? Yeah. You know, you, you had to he's watch that. He's going to bring him the that Zamboni. Was, you know? But that, no, that's when, that's when Mr. Sokka was created, that same night. Because, yeah, Mick Foley came in with balloons and shit to make McMahon feel better. And that was, I don't know, if, I don't remember if that was corporate Mick Foley or not. But he came in and, you know, was trying to cheer Vince up, had balloons and whatever and flowers. And he said, oh, it's Mr. Socko. And he, he just created this thing out of nowhere and had this sock, you know, puppet on his hand. And then that's, you know, he, he had the mandible claw move before that. And then he started putting the sock in his pants after that. But that's the same night that, you know, and, you know, McMahon says, oh, I need something else. And, and, uh, and. You know, the nurse says, oh, what do you think What do you think of this, doctor? And he said, oh, I'll take from here, nurse. And that's Austin. He turns around and smacks him with a bedpan. Right, right. That, the shit that's out what I remember. But, like, that's the thing you remember. Like, you had to watch that. You know, you had to see what the hell, you know, McMahon's laid up in the hospital. Yeah, who the fuck is Stone Cold going to get Now, where he took it over the top was probably with Brian Pillman. That was, they I probably was went that. a is, little is, is, is that the one where, like... Where Brian Pillman... Like fake, like shooting Stone Cold, right? Kill him. Right, yeah, yeah. That was probably a little too. Pillman far. was wild. Yeah, and that guy, I think he's dead. Isn't he? he is dead. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, or not? But yeah, Pillman had had issues. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, and if, the funny thing about that is Pillman and Austin actually wrestled together in WCW. They were the they were the Hollywood Blondes. Really? Back in the day, yes. Be, right, yeah, Bill. Right, right. Not who about? Yeah, they're really good friends. Yeah, they. I mean, they weren't. Like there was he was he was him. unhinged. Yeah, but they both went to WWF. I like how they had to cut that when they after after the broadcast on rewatch. They had to cut Pillman with the gun. Yeah, yeah, that was a little too much. That was, <laughs> that like was that, like back in those days, they did a I like I like crazy I like, stuff. But that my was favorite little... part is when he the big security guard he just like drowns in that kiddie pool. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, that, that was a little too much. That All right, now to bring it back around, uh, let let's uh, get a quick mention. Bring our video game topic in the hand here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to, to end this, uh, hopefully here pretty quickly, I doubt it. But <laughs> we're gonna go through a list. We're gonna of go through a list of top our, our, our top games. wrestling video we give games. Give our thoughts. Now, I'm not gonna do the list. It kind of sucked. Um, I, I think let's just say games that we liked. So well, I'll go hold first. on. Pull up the list. I want to see what's bad. on there. No, no, it's it's bad. It was bad. I haven't played every SmackDown, and like they're just throwing years out. That means nothing to me. Well, hold on now. I, I want to see this. No, no, list. we got it. We're we're '90s kids. We got to go through the list the way we see it. I'm gonna tell you, the first game that I like. This is no particular order. These are just the ones I played. I had the NES 
WWF WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. And again, it was fun. It had a, a ring that was kind of like it was a it was a very screen, long, like a diamond. It was positioned like a diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, you and mean. you had a, had a had a U character that you, you could couldn't be. get out of the ring at all. Yes, you could. I thought you couldn't. No, you couldn't that one. Yeah. This one you could. Terrible game, but there I was one playing, where you couldn't. I could. Playing the hell out of that. There wasn't any S one where you couldn't. I didn't play another wrestling game until the PlayStation N sixty four time period. There was one for each of them, so we're going to go with the PlayStation first because I think the N64 is going to draw a lot of conversation. <laughs> yeah, that was like Sloss's favorite console. But for the PlayStation, I had Monday Night Nitro. Ooh, ooh, That's that was a good one. one. That was a good Which one. was was okay game wise, but what I remember the most about it was every wrestler cut a promo to try to make you pick them. Oh yeah, it was like an FMV. Yeah. No, I remember that. It was like it was like now, the uh, Mortal Kombat. Here's the thing: I FMV. wish we could bring those promos up right now. I, I because I, I, I'm I sure could. they're I'm not. Sure as, I could. I'm sure they're not nearly as quality as you think. They I are. bet they're yeah, fantastic. Up. They're probably god awful. I like I like how in the uh, in the Sega Genesis games they had the intros, but they were terrible quality. And when Kevin Nash would win a match, it would just be like Diesel, and it go. <laughs> just make noises and stuff. <laughs> like, do you ever remember that? Like, yeah, when Kevin yeah, Nash yeah. came out? Well, hold on. Let, let Noah finish his list here. But, yes, yeah, so I, I used to play so that okay, game, and that was so good. Those intros were, were, were the best. And it was, I just remember that. And then there was also, like, 10 million bonus characters. Like, there was a bunch of funny fake ones. Just jobbers. Well, no, no, like, like not real people. Like a snowman, to, like they, this or that. Well, they but, used like, to you throw... Could be, you could be they used to throw... Gene. There oh, was a whole yeah. bunch of other yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. funny the, the, jobbers. The cool Mark thing about, was probably on there. The cool thing was, oh, I forgot Madden announced on WWE. Madden was announced. Yeah, yeah, he had that 99 Tony Schiavone. Yeah, Tony Schiavone, who's in AEW now. Dude, I saw, like, I saw Madden. Always flirting with Doctor Britt Baker, another amazing. I saw Madden in, in a, uh, a, it was a Steelers watch party a couple years ago. This was when Ben, the season before Ben retired, when he was hurt, and we had Doc starting against the uh, Cardinals. Actually, won the game. Uh, but Not I was at a bar, I was watching the game, and I actually got a chance to correct Mark Madden. The Steelers won the coin toss, <laughs> and we deferred. So we, you know, we were getting the ball after the half. And Mark said, oh, it was a good drive by Doc at the end there. They got it in. They, they scored a touchdown right before the, the end of, the, the, end of the, this first half. He said, I think the Steelers kick to start the second half. And I, I was the one at the bar. I said, oh, no, they, they received. And he said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, they received. And I was right. So Super Genius was wrong on that. that uh, Take that, that Mark, Mark Madden. Madden. It was, it was, I, I didn't have the next two games, but a lot of my friends did. My cousin did. Played the hell out of them. Rented it. WCW, NWO World Tour. That would have been on my list. That's WCW, WCW versus NWO. That, yeah, that was on N64. I had Revenge. It. Those two were... And you could take weapons out of the crowd. That was one of my favorite yeah, that was things. The best. You get a chair, you get a... Or, I think Sting started with the steel bag. Yes. And this this is why I was getting that. So in those, they had like the WCW roster, and then they had New Japan wrestlers. They did. Which they did. was awesome. Yeah. And it's like guys that you would know, like uh, mm-hmm. Jushin Liger and, uh, you know, some of those big guys like Kent. I think Kenta maybe... Mm-hmm. Like those Kenta, guys, yeah. those guys were they're like still wrestling in New Japan. Like Kenny Omega fought like mm-hmm. Jason Liger not that long. Ago. So that was always cool to me. But we played this. My buddy owns a video game store, and he has Virgil on the payroll. And we used to do wrestling videos. 
And Virgil was like our bodyguard. He was like our heel faction's bodyguard. And Virgil was real upset to find out that he was in the game, but he wasn't a playable character. <laughs> so he played it with us. I think he was Diesel. Because he, lo- he loved Kevin Nash. He would tell uh, us stories. Love Diesel? Yeah. He loved all those guys. Um, but I just always thought that was funny. That's hilarious. So, Noah, back to your list. WCW, NWO. That's about where my wrestling game is at. <laughs> you didn't play any of the 64 ones? I just told you the two sixty four games. He said it, he said revenge too. But you didn't play the WWF ones. No, no. you were more no, of a WCW I, I, I guy. Here and, there. So, and quite honestly, in those days, the WCW ones were better. Yes, yeah. uh, the last wrestling game I played, other than at your house, just getting my ass handed to me, yes. was the year the NWO came back and Stone Cold fought The Rock. At WrestleMania, oh, I thought you were going to say the year. So, uh, the year the 18. NWO invaded WWF. WrestleMania eighteen. I played that, and and all I would really do, I would just do one thing in it. I would do a Hell in a Cell. I would yes. take either Kevin Nash or Scott Hall to the top, and I'd give it out. <laughs> I'd, I'd give a Razor's Edge or a, or, or a, a Power Bomb right Hell through yeah. the thing. Yeah, and that's <laughs> all time. I would do. You could throw people off the cell too. Yeah, but I mean, just like Razor's Edge, man, done. Because you would die if you got Razor's Edge through that. You would die. Well, you'd be Mick Foley, basically. Chokes like yeah. Razor's Edge. I thought I thought you were going to talk about the uh, the the ridiculousness of the WWF No Mercy. And what was the no other Mercy one? was a good one. Yeah, yeah, No Mercy was the one you and I played on the '64 we had in college. Revenge was good. Revenge. Uh, no, Mercy no Mercy was, was the best one. And you you always complain though because they censored Stone Cold's middle finger in the pose on No Mercy. Yeah, but then '07 they at least allowed it. Do you remember the song in that one? I remember Foley was in all the promotional material, and I remember renting that. Wasn't as a it uh, Burning Dick Diggity Dog? Dick Diggity Dog. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. remember that? Mm-hmm. And, but Foley was in all the promotional material for that. Because for, for whatever reason at the time, they made Mick Foley kid-friendly. And he was, like, selling that. And, like, well, Chef he did Boyardee. have, like, a children's book out. Like, a, what, like do you a remember Christmas that? Book he was selling, like, Chef Boyardee and stuff, Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he was in all the remember, promos. Do you I remember? Foley, hold on, hold on. So do you remember for, that. like, four years straight, Raw, every single Monday, Hydroxycut, or one of the... What was the <laughs> name? What was the name of that fat-burning pill they had? They they advertised the shit out of it. Vince like, McMahon probably had a stake. In yeah, it. well, no, they well, it was I'm a sure stacker it was, too. Stacker, that was it. Yeah, was it the gas station? Yeah, you can still you can still buy it in sheets. Yeah, you can buy it in sheets. <laughs> what I, I couldn't two, remember two what it was. I just lady. remember they kept advertising this fat burning pill for like years. I mean, it, it went on for more than a year at least. So so I think uh, I'll go through my list because I know Sauce's list is going to be a short one. Sure. Um, I had Steel Cage Challenge on NES. Like I said, cool game. It was just... There's no point in click wrestling games. No, there's no point in click wrestling games, unfortunately. Um, that one was really cool. The only thing was you could only do a Steel Cage match. Uh, pro Wrestling wasn't a WWF game. But there were like characters based on them. There was, there was a guy that was kind of like Ric Flair. I remember, yeah, pro wrestling. That one was really cool. It was actually <laughs> a decent wrestling game. Um, and then moving into the PlayStation era, I remember I had WWF the arcade game. Do you guys remember that one? Yes, I do remember that one. So it was it was by There's Williams. Kofi. I don't think they were NetherRealm yet, but it was essentially the guys that did Mortal Kombat made a wrestling game. Undertaker would literally shoot like. 
ghosts and gravestones out of his hands. Razor Ramon had like razor blades he would throw at people. Uh, Yokozuna was in it. Shawn Michaels was in it. it. It was it was a good game. And then we move into the 64 era with WCW versus NWO, uh, No Mercy. And then later, um, I kind of skipped out on the PS2, Xbox era. 360 era, we got into SmackDown versus Raw 2007. And we had some of the longest ladder matches in history in college. We would we just play a ladder match. Yeah, ladder matches last a Four-player ladder match, and we would be It was like 45 minutes. Yeah, 45 minimum. minutes. No one could ever get to the top it of the It was like room. Monopoly, basically. Like, yeah. You know you're in it for a long haul. And then the later ones, I remember um, my buddies and I decided to get a WWE championship belt, and we would do matches based on like the rankings, and we would play each other just for fun, and whoever won would win the belt. So it was a pretty cool thing. Um, my good friend Kessler really, really, really got upset about that one time. <laughs> he was real bad because we beat him for the championship. Uh, we have a video of it on YouTube that we made, and Diglett beat him. It's called Violent Puke Session. Violent Puke Session. I think that got removed. Look it up. But yeah, so even to the current day, I think my favorite thing with the new games is they do a like Ancestry Challenge, or not Ancestry, but like a showcase, they call it. And it brings back old events yeah. from our era. Well, it, the Stone Cold it, one. You remember you and I played the yeah, Stone Cold yeah, one yeah. where I got Stone Cold's autograph mm-hmm. in the uh, Steve Austin edition. And there was Stone Cold's like rise. And that was a really cool thing yeah, to play. It, the it, most recent one did um, Rey Mysterio's Yeah, and, and the thing about, you know, they need to do that. He didn't rise very high. He's like three <laughs> feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when Kevin Nash threw four, him into... Four eight, four eight. You remember when Kevin Nash threw him into a wall? Like a dart. He killed him, basically. Like a long <laughs> dart, yeah. yeah basically and then they had the, 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 who was it wrestling for the paternity of Chavo? <laughs> it was Eddie Guerrero and him. There was his son who's actually wrestling now, Dominic. He's dating uh, Chris Wait, Bush Dominic's not Mysterious son? No, he is, but they there was a kayfabe thing in the Ruthless Aggression era where uh, Eddie Guerrero said that I'm your poppy. And basically oh said, yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. That? I rem- yes, I remember that now. Yeah, but yeah, Dominic's wrestling now, and he's he's kayfabe dating Rhea Ripley, who looks like Chris Motionless from Motionless and White. Yeah, and she's coming out the Motionless and White now, which is pretty cool because she sang it. Oh, another yeah, another great uh, Pennsylvania band because they're from Scranton. Scrantonicity too. Yeah. All right, Sauce. What are your uh, favorites? Well, you my my first one was NWO versus the. Versus WCW. Great game. Probably, Great probably game. my first memory in, in game. Uh, then um, Raw's War, you know, with, with Austin on the cover. That you was... know, people say Revenge is better. Do you play Revenge? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, Revenge is better. But definitely better than WCW versus NWO. But see, that was the one I had. Yeah. Well, I, I had both. Um, Revenge was definitely better. I think you could do more in the crowd. Mm-hmm. You could take weapons out of the crowd. Uh, you could do that. WCW versus, or I'm sorry, Raw's War. In the, you could do a hardcore match, I believe. I think it was a, a no rules match or something. Yeah, something. It was like a no holds bar. It wasn't no called rules. hardcore yet. Yeah, it was something different. You could do that, and you could like grab a chair, but it wasn't folded. It was like unfolded. Yeah. And you could hit people with it. Um, but then they went to, I think after that, I remember SmackDown games. Which were much better. So the stories in the SmackDown games are wild. I remember. Well, one, yeah, because there really weren't storylines. Well, I don't there think there before. was. Do you remember you? Because like I said, you played the WWF 
No Mercy, you played that story mode, but I think yeah. that, did you create your own character in that one? Do you remember? Or I don't did you recall. Play Stone Cold? I, I honestly don't recall. But there was a storyline to that yeah. one where you. No, rose honestly, to be the back champion. in those days, one of my favorites was Rob Van Dam. Yeah, you played like a lot back, of RVD. Back, back in the you did the Van Terminator. Yeah, because well, he had a lot of cool weapons specials, yeah. and and he had a lot like like in the games where they they introduced like more weapons in the games. So you had like Rob Van Dam, you had the Van Terminator, the Van Daminator, the Van Daminator. You didn't have the, the five star. You had the five star Frog Splash, but you didn't have the. Um, what was the one where he went coast to coast? What was that called? He had a band name for that. Um, well, I think it's part of the benefit of the new games because they have the yeah. deck to do all their moves. Like yeah, like Seth Rollins being able to do the curb stomp and the suicide dive. And being able to jump off the ring. Yeah, like you, the ring you didn't ropes. have, like, like back in those days, you didn't have... You remember seeing The Undertaker in SmackDown vs. Raw 07? Yeah. You remember Ryan used to play as The Undertaker yeah. all the time? And he would do the walk on the, yeah. on the yeah, rope. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome yeah. to see. Yes. Well, that that was the thing. 07, honestly, was one of the last games I played more, I guess, religiously. It had all the characters that we but liked. Yeah. Remember it had you Cactus could, Jack? You could, like, unlock all the characters. Yeah. yeah. And you that, could that unlock all the Attitude Era guys. You could unlock the Rock, Austin. And Austin did the fingers in that one. Yeah, that was your taunt. You were constantly... Yeah, yeah. well, that was hilarious. Well, because we have our characters that we play as, like, our favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Now, he was terrible in the ladder matches, but regular matches is okay. But, like, before even 07, I played a lot of the SmackDown games. Like, I, I think I'm fairly certain I had the first SmackDown game. I don't remember if it was PlayStation or PlayStation 2. On PS2? Might have been PS2. Um even, that game even, was good, even, and I, I played it as RVD. Even the was, early 360 era ones, I remember there was one. There weren't a lot of guys that liked in it, but I really like Edge. Edge, Edge mm -hmm. is one of my favorites. And you could play the story mode with Edge. Well, Edge was like, and that was the thing about Edge that I really liked, and I, I, it's a shame that he had a neck injury because... Well, he's back now. Well, yeah, he is now. And the same thing with Daniel Bryan because he was gone, now he's back in AEW. Oh, is he's, he still he's, in AEW? Oh, he's so good in AEW. Yeah. William Regal was running yeah. him and Moxley's stable. Yeah. Well, see, that's like the thing. Like, you know, they had those issues or whatever, and all of a sudden they're back, and it's like you thought they were retired or whatever. But um, well, didn't they tell Daniel Bryan like he had to stop, like he Teddy Bruce yeah. did it? Yeah. Well, basically, yeah, yeah. It was like, well, no, it wasn't so much a stroke issue, but a neck issue. Yeah. Actually, no, how have we gone this far without mentioning how great Jericho is? Jericho is probably Jericho was in mention. the middle there where he didn't really. You know, like, yeah, but his longevity is insane. Oh, he's sure, been around sure, since the sorry, early nineties, and he's still popular now. Fuzzy sucks. <laughs> oh, they did have Cobra one really Kai? good song. Sting Racing and Judas. Like Judas. Judas is a good song. Judas is pretty good. I like Judas. Judas a lot. is a good song. I don't know Wait. if it's a good intro. Song. I tell you what, okay, I've been, here, here, I've here, been to, I've stop, been stop, to a couple. I've been to a couple AEW events, and when Jericho comes out, it is electric. Seeing the crowd sing it. That's what I was about like, to say. Yeah, I'm sure. That's okay. what I was about to say. And everyone still keeps singing it. And Jericho's so So, so he was fighting. Because he does uh, love his fans. What, 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 what the hell was this guy? That guy, he was the, the Burberry scarf guy. Oh, MJF. And yeah, when he, when he was fighting MJF for like the trials of Jericho. Yeah. And yeah. he couldn't come out to his music. And the whole crowd just sang it for him. Yeah. Who's doing that for Break the Walls Down? Yeah, I mean, Break the Walls Down was good. It's the initial two or three seconds. When you hear that initial five seconds, 
where it's like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That reminds me of a funny story. So when I I used to work at Wendy's in West Virginia when we went to Wendy's, I remember this. Yeah, and one of the guys I worked with, his cousin worked at the Pizza Hut there, and apparently there was a WWE house show in West Virginia, and the Big Show came in, and obviously. You see the big show. You, yeah, you know, know it's exactly. The big show. So he said the big show came in. What do you think you ordered from Pizza Hut? What do you think you ordered? Yeah. Like six pizzas. A, a, a pan pizza. He got, a, he got a pan pepperoni pizza. And the guy, he texted, he took a picture with him and texted it to the guy I work with. And we saw the picture and, and he told me that story. He was like, what do you think you ordered? And I said the same thing, like a couple pepperoni pizza. He's like, no, he got one pan pizza. And I was like, how? That man's like. 350 pounds. Like, like, how does he order just one? That's true. Um, I miss those pizzas. No, like, if you're talking about, like, crowd pops, like... Yeah. You have the Macho Man with Pomp and Circumstance. Yeah. Which yeah, now, no. every time... When we were walking out to graduation, I just pretended like I was the Macho Man. <laughs> well, obviously, Austin with the glass breaking. That yeah, was, the glass that, breaking. That was instant crowd pop. Even now, even yeah, though yeah, I mean, like, like if he comes out now to it, I mean, it, it I is am instant. A real yeah, yeah, Even today, when you hear Seth's intro, burn it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like or Edge, Edge, Metalingus. Who came out? CM Punk's old intro, the Kill Switch. Or even call to personality. Was it kills? Well, she did call what is, what is this fire? Yeah. What was it? What's the song called? This yeah, fire burns. You, this even, fire burns. Even, yeah. uh, even Randy Orton's. I hear voices. You yeah. see, you hear. I hear voices that people crowd pop. <laughs> you know, and then you still see. You know, and the shame of it is, you see the Cena crowd pop. I'm sure you'll see it this week because it's coming back. Do, and, yeah, like like like. That's what wrestling Actually, speaking of which, Cena's Cena's Instagram is hilarious. He always makes jokes about that. Well, he should, but no, you get He's to let's go, Cena, Cena. Like, no, no. The funniest part, the funniest was in the After early. Sauce is done. I got another thing about Cena. When you get the early two thousands, mid two thousands, you hear the "Let's Go Cena" in like the highest pitched little kid Cena. voices. Cena, S- Cena sucks in like like thirty year old voices. And, he and, did you know, it. it just, That's but he did it though. Everybody, yeah. everybody was watching. He was the New York Yankees of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was. Uh, who was it? Was the Big Show. He was saying, it's the he, he was saying, you know, a couple like you know, a handful of people slammed you or did whatever. He's, yeah. a, he's a big dude. There's not a lot of people that can do it. He goes, who did you feel the safest with when it was happening? And he was like, John Cena is like the most strong, solid oh, dude, the motherfucker. Strong. The yeah. strong. He's yeah. ever worked with. That's like that size. Obviously, like if, obviously if it was like Mark Henry. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. we forgot about Mark Henry's intro song. You know, you know what it is, don't Sexual you? Sexual chocolate. No. <laughs> Three Six Mafia. Oh, yeah. Hit him with the lip. Somebody gonna get the ass whipped. Yeah, somebody <laughs> gonna get the ass beat. Just DJ Paul. <laughs> Hit him with the lip. Yeah, Mark Henry yeah, he was the, the world's world strongest, strongest man. man. He was the world's strongest man at one point. I, I remember Mark, Mark Henry. He beat out Maurice Pugin. Mark Henry that went to high school with us used to carry around that Mark Henry action figure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, obviously, like, well, if, well, if Mark he, Henry he was, was nothing compared to the real Mark Henry. Oh, no, no. So if Mark Henry was picking the big show up, obviously Mark Henry's strong as shit. Yeah. Uh, but he was like the, 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 the guy that he felt the safest with was John Cena. Cena. That's, yeah. Im- that's impressive. No, Cena was, I mean, he's a strong dude. He's a big guy. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a big dude. He's a heavyweight for sure. To wrap everything up here, give us your favorite wrestlers, top five. 
I, I thought we did our Mount Rushmore. We did. That's different. Mount Rushmore different. We're doing so, it all okay, today, baby. Austin. All in. Austin. Woo! The Rock. I would say three. Hogan and Flair. Is this in the order? Yeah, this is in order. Austin, okay. Foley. So Austin's one. Yeah, Austin, Foley, Rock. I'm surprised uh, Foley's your number two. Yeah, Austin, Foley, Rock, Hogan, Flair. Okay. Noah? Hulk Hogan. That's enough. Good. Bill. Iron Cheek. Cheeky <laughs> <laughs> baby. Hulk Hogan. Um, the Macho Man. This is in no order. Oh, Razor. yeah. Razor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Scott Hall. Um, you are Scott Hall. Love Chico. Scott Hall. I'm gonna throw in. Which we actually brought up a good point earlier. You were saying that like Scott Hall by himself, not on your Mount Rushmore, but NWO maybe on your. They Mount could Rushmore. be as a group. As, as a group, I could see him up there. Yeah. Outside of Hogan, I, I don't think any of the members of Deserve the NWO were as revolutionary as the group was. Now, I don't think it would have been what it was without those individuals. Well, well without Hogan, for sure. When oh, Hogan joined him, it became legit. Well, when they showed up on WCW and they just stole Eric Bischoff's headset and they were just cutting that promo and Scott Hall was wearing, like, all denim. He was wearing, yes, like, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, denim Canadian, jean Canadian jacket, tuxedo, denim yeah. pants. Yeah. So, so next, next, uh, so that's, that's, what's, that's three. Next, we're going to put... Um, Oh, I just remember who who was it? I just had him. Uh, no, we're going with Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, he was, in the, N- he Rick was Rude. in the NES game, and that was the only finisher that looked. Did he have sweet. his lady pants on? Uh, maybe I don't know. There was late. Tell, was like tell. two pixels. I um, mean, he would come in and he would just do the the, the craziest looking. What was it? The uh, what was his uh, the the, 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 like the rude flats. awakening? The rude awakening. Yeah, which was what was it like? He, he did like a. It was wild looking. It was like an overhead flex, and then it was wild looking. So we're gonna say Rick Root, and and the last one we're gonna go with is it's a tough one. The Rock. I I might have to go with The Rock. Yeah, as I sit here dressed out in complete Rock outfit with your Black Adam pants. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Black Adam. So I'm gonna go with uh, Foley as Cactus Jack, of course. (laughs) Then Sting. Then I would say The Rock, Ric Flair. And then I will round it out with this last one. Dusty tough. Rhodes. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I Hard thi- times, daddy. I think I have to go with... Virgil. No, Seth Rollins. I love Seth Rollins. Yeah. I would say either Edge or Seth Rollins would be my number five, but I think Seth edges them out yeah. just for longevity. And yeah, Seth's the guy I'm rooting for. You know, the Shield stuff was great. And if we do a part two, we should pull up a list of the 50 greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, that'd be a good one. We'll because, the again, sauce back. because outside of the guys, I was just throwing funny names out and like like, like <laughs> funny things to like just talk about. King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Uh, George the Animal Steel. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, all great wrestlers. Like, nobody I said was a, a jobber. Um, Virgil. If you like the guests... Tell us. We'll get some more. Um, we're, we're trying to get some more people. We're trying on. to get our one fan on. Our, our, our one fan. <laughs> our make, we fan. actually met this guy. You got five, right? Well, well you see, it, Spotify. Which we, we have we're, one like number. We have one, one fan. local fan that like found us somehow that we're trying to get on, uh, which would be super dope. But like, if you ever talk about you know all the like the nine thousand other people we talk about, they'll like, be on eventually. If you want us to get someone on, set us up. If not, thank you for sticking with us. Um, and we'll be back again. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for and having me, thanks guys. for having the sauce with us. Oh, you'll be back. You'll be, be back. back.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bromance Gone. Be sure to follow us anywhere that you get your podcasts. Check us out at Bromance Dawn PD on Twitter and Instagram for updates on Twitch streams and episode previews. For business inquiries and questions email us at bromancedawnpd at gmail.com. The entrance music track is The Chonker by Daphini and the ending track is End Credits, Loop by Visager. See you next week, set sails for new adventures.